Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Yo. It's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective, gotta fill your voice Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with fight for better fallback Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat No need to double check, these are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Well, hopefully we're here to talk craps because talking is the hardest thing I have to do right now. But welcome to another edition of Grapsity. I'm Will Washington. I'm getting better, but as you can hear, still a little sick. So the guys who are going to do the majority of the talking tonight are my boys, Philip Lindsay. What's going on, man? I saw everybody's tweets and messages last night. Wasn't watching SmackDown when it was announced, but what can I say? I, you know, I made my point. Man. <laughs> uh, I, I actually missed all of SmackDown last night because uh, it's NBA playoff time mm-hmm. and uh, my, my team's doing quite well, no. and uh, they need me watching because I feel like when they're not, when I'm not watching, they're not getting my energy. And if they're not getting my you're not, energy, you're not how worried can about they win? Minnesota, bro. You're Mm-mm. not worried about losing to them. Everything's okay. okay over there. <laughs> also, here is Righteous Reg. Hey, it's me. 
media man, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster in the building. It's Saturday. My team is wild, and uh, we stomping players on the court. You know, it's like <laughs> regular, normal activities are going on out here. That I mean, what can I say? The way that I laughed at that that clip over no hold. I'm saying, come on, man. What did a funny he, thing I just like, did he think nobody was going to see him? There's 4K cameras in your face. <laughs> Brooke, Brooke, Brooke. Clacked his feet together after he did it. He did. That's the worst <laughs> part. Like a, ran off like a leprechaun or some shit out here. What's going on here? And we have a guest here this week on City. Every once in a while, we always want to have one of our boys, somebody from the community, somebody who uh, we very much respect and always want to love talk, or always like talking to, always want to have their voice represented here on the show. And Blue has always been one of those voices. Blue, thank you for being here on Grapsity. Man, thank you for having me. I'm kind of upset because I actually watched SmackDown. So I think we're going to talk about it. <laughs> no, please, please. Uh, at, There's nothing please. to really talk about, but I'm just saying that I actually had to go through <laughs> I watched. I think I watched the second half of SmackDown last night. Actually, right, so. I guess. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. Shout out to the next. I, I was flipping back and forth. Mm-hmm. Two and one. Mm-hmm. Cast. Yeah. and six. It's gonna be tough for y'all. I don't, like, I don't know about uh, six. I don't know about next and six. You're right. Five. So, <laughs> I mean, look. I saw. I think the the justice I'm feeling for the Nuggets right now is over how many people were dismissing the Nuggets. They're like, "Oh, this is the least intimidating number one seed." You know, the Man, I saw great. somebody literally tweet, and I I've been staring at that tweet. I keep going back and finding it after every game that said Wolves in four, and I just nah, thought, "What? Were, <laughs> what are y'all talking somebody about?" Somebody was wild. Yeah, somebody like was that. delusional. A- after mm. you watched them blow that game to the Lakers and play, and you yeah. really thought they were going to beat <laughs> Denver in four games, nah. Uh, yeah. You just nah, trolling. I know. And, and uh, the fact that now they're looking at getting swept is, uh, it, it feels pretty good. Listen, man, hey. Town, Towns is planning his Cancun trip right now. Bro. Straight up, <laughs> right now. Facts. He, he got Expedia dialed up right now, bro. I'm on my way. One more game. I thought there would be a lot more sweeps this season, honestly, uh, in, but or this round. Yeah. And I am shocked that it is really down to Denver and Philly as the only two with the potential to do it. Um, I definitely was not expecting Milwaukee to give up game one. Uh, that shocked the hell out of me. Yeah. But, of course, I still think they'll take the series. Yeah. Uh, it, it's. It, but either way, I love playoff basketball. It is the most fun time. Yeah, like, super fun. I, I'm not one of those guys because you know me. I watch 82 games a season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to miss anything. But I know why there is that feeling amongst people who say, "Oh, I don't watch regular season basketball. I only watch, uh, I only yes. watch playoff basketball." It's because it is the most exciting time of the year. There's nothing like playoff basketball. Mm-hmm. I, I can't wait. To, is it next year that they're going to do the the midseason tournament? Because I think that's um, that's a good idea to keep people interested in regular season basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, what is that even going to be for? Is it just? That's what I said. They still doing that. Though? It was just like a, they, I think they try to do a tournament after the season. Was that it, mm-hmm. or is it in between the season? Uh, I thought they said. I, I thought the new um, the players' agreement uh, included a new uh, mid-season tournament that was going to start next year, just to kind of give some reason to watch during the regular season. Mm. 
But what's, what, what are you winning though? <laughs> like, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. What, what do you really win here? Is it just the thing just to say we won this? Trophy? Mm. <laughs> Participation to, trophy, not into it. Mm-mm. I have to look up yeah. what that is. Um, hold oh, on, man. What about maybe, permanent maybe, home court advantage? Maybe, maybe they're setting up this tournament because they know your boy's not winning no more rings, so they gotta give him something. To mm. They're like, we gotta <laughs> get my man a trophy. Some, yeah, there it is. The NBA in season tournament would begin in 2023 uh, slash 2024 season. Um, hold on, damn it, it doesn't like my ad block. Locker, you kidding me? Uh, with season prizes for final teams, what would they be? Is the question. Season, season prizes. prizes. What the hell is this, man? <laughs> I give out shit like this double dare or some shit. <laughs> right. Season extra picks. prizes. Yeah, you get uh, everybody prizes. gets a pair of BK Knights. Let's go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get the light up ones, coach. <laughs> the BK Ratchtech with the clicking sound when you. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You can tell we watch Mark Summers when you up. need him. Yeah, no, we're not. <laughs> we established that like pretty much every episode. A legend of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. something along those lines for what we were watching to mm-hmm. to know that we wanted to either win our BK Ratch Tech or yeah. we wanted to win that trip to Universal Studios yes. in Orlando, Florida. One thousand percent. Nah, they definitely they definitely about to have them out there playing for mountain bikes. No, <laughs> for real. <laughs> Yeah, a part of the new collective bargaining agreement that they signed in 2022 is that midseason tournament will begin with the 2023-2024 season. Uh, it's going to be a part of the calendar. And... Nah, I'm with Bill. They're trying to get your man some some trophies, yeah. some accolades before he goes. First ever champion. <laughs> yeah, come on. What is this? Like I said, I don't mind it as an idea of – just putting some stakes to midseason games. I, I can see yeah. that like there is a stretch in the middle of the season where you're just kind of playing. And mm-hmm. I can see doing a midseason tournament. But again, what is it? What is this for? And on I've, top of that, like, what do you do with the All Star game then? Because that's what the All Star right. supposed to be. Like, right. Mm-hmm. A break, something exciting. It hasn't been exciting anymore. Like, so <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really see the point of it. Yeah, we'll, well, we'll see what happens, but it is part of the the CBA, so we'll we'll see what that ends up being. Uh, it's definitely in place. Um, and don't forget with this being Grapsity. And again, I apologize for our raspy I sound. This is the best I've sounded all week, though. So uh, consider this an improvement over how it's been. Uh, you know, I had to cancel Day After Dynamite this week. I was hoping, like Thursday, I just sounded like hell. And then yesterday, it was like barely holding on. Like I was trying to do an impersonation of how bad it was, but I can't even do that because my throat's that strained. <clears throat> and so I do want to remind people, though, that you can send us your super chats. You can send us your humper chats, help support what we do here at Grab City and help support what we do here at Fightful. YouTube.com slash Fightful is the way to get us your super chats. And then humperchats.com is the way to get us your humper chats. Uh, and you could be like Mr. Jake Salazar, who says, Phil, it's time your guy Seth stops bootlicking and just leave WWE because they're really doing him dirty right now. The hand thing is starting to hold some weight uh, to it now because this is appalling. Of course, referring to the fact that it was announced yesterday that at Backlash, Seth Rollins will be facing Omos. Why are we doing Omos dirty like this, man? Like, no, nah, I'm kidding. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I, I will say that 
you know, I liked the Brock and Omos match. It actually did. It was interesting. What was interesting about it was seeing Brock Lesnar get manhandled um, because that's what Brock Lesnar does. And so somebody bigger than Brock helped tell kind of a fun story. Mm-hmm. I'm interested, I guess, in what they have, to, uh, what this is going to offer Seth Rollins, but also, why did you just announce this? There's n- no reason for this at all. Mm-hmm. Because, like, well, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, if you haven't noticed, Jake, I'm no selling your 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 take there because mm-hmm. no, it doesn't hold any weight. It couldn't hold weight if it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Fuck that. <laughs> There he goes. And is uh, Jake is Brock Lesnar a good hand because he just wrestled almost Omos. There it is. We we gotta stop misusing this this term again. <laughs> this is all your fault, fault, Sean Spears. I'll never yes. forgive you for this. Mm-hmm. I will never forgive you for teaching wrestling fan good hand. Mm-hmm. And some other things I'll never forgive you for too, Chairman. Get yes. that thing back with Josiah, okay? Yeah. But the problem is that's going to give like Josiah like five themes on <laughs> or on AEW TV. He's cooking. He's cooking. Because he yeah, he's got AR Fox's theme. He's got Taya. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taya. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was probably the right call to switch some of it up mm-hmm. uh, just to have different voices throughout theme songs. True. Speaking of which, give your boy Reg a call. I'm sure he would call like to. Me. I'm back in the game, man. I, I, I took a, a break from rap, but I'm rapping like a motherfucker now. Got some shit coming very soon, you guys. It's going to be fun. Summertime. Summer, summer, summertime. We're about to be in Las Vegas. There's a lot going on here very soon. I'm excited about it. Oh, yeah. Are you guys all booked for Vegas? Not booked, but, you know, we're working <laughs> on it. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, look, hotels are looking, like, stupid it's crazy. expensive yeah, right now. It's crazy. So, mm-hmm. um, I definitely have people hitting me up to do the collective Airbnb thing again. And you know what? That's probably sounding like a good idea. It is. Get some yeah. bunk beds mm-hmm. and and tell some stories. Exactly. That's what we do. Yeah. Why are you shaking your head, Phil? Phil said, nah, why not, I Phil? Am, I, am, I, am, I am not getting in no bunk bed. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. That's fair. Can't be. It sounds fun, no? Yeah, no. Well, <laughs> Blue, would you do a bunk bed? I have. Me and my boys, when we went to, uh, like, we go traveling to go shows, we rotate who gets the best rooms. And mm, then uh-huh. somebody always ends up getting, like, the bunk bed or the, the miniature bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, guy. like, this is how mm-hmm. this goes. Mm-hmm. It's not this is an Airbnb culture. Still <laughs> acting like you're too good for a bunk bed. Yes. I am. Mm-hmm. Well, clearly, the, did you ever have to share like a room with can't siblings? Be thirty in a bunk bed, man. That's crazy. Being thirty. No, um, bed. no I, I lucked out because uh, I was the only boy, and so uh, uh, the two girls always had to share a room, and that was always my room. I see. My brother and I had to share a room forever. Yeah. Even when my my oldest brother, when he moved out, when he joined the military, it was all exciting because me and my other brother were like, yes, we get our own rooms and we got our own rooms. And then he came home from the military and was like, nah, I'm taking my room back. Mm-hmm. And so I then had to move back in with my brother and uh, bunk bedded up. And then as a matter of fact, I always got the short end of the stick because when my brother, uh, again, when my oldest brother was moved out, 
And so it was just me and my other brother, and we had our own rooms finally. And then when my brother decided he wanted to start rapping, and my parents were, they encouraged all of it. And they were like, all right, we're going to build you guys a studio. And so they were like, all right. So Curtis gets his own room. Or Curtis, so Curtis, you're going to move back in with Will and mm-hmm. we'll build you guys a studio. And I was like, I, wait a minute. I'm mm-hmm. not recording music right now. Mm-hmm. Um, although I was listening to some of my beats from when I was like 12 and they're not that bad. Um, you got a couple of bankers now. You going to send me an email file or what? They're whack, but they were like, you know what? Wait, the what per- year was that? I uh, would have been uh, like 99. That determines uh, a lot what year it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was like, like I was listening to him just yesterday and I thought, you know what? I had a really good understanding of percussion for a 12 year old. These mm-hmm. aren't as bad as I thought they were. Uh, like what program cor- are you using? Their cor- Cakewalk uh, was okay. what I was using back then. Uh, uh, Fruity Loops. That was the yeah. was the- <laughs> no, Fruity Loops was dope. Mm-hmm. We didn't get Fruity Loops till like 01. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we started with with Cakewalk Home Studio, and uh, with the Sound Blaster Live, uh, with the MIDI keyboard, and that was where uh, my brother and I started making music. He got really good at it. I was actually, I get really nostalgic sometimes, and I was listening to a lot of our old music and a lot of his old music, and uh, he had some good. He had some really good stuff. He had some stuff that was almost single worthy. Mm. Uh, and I, every time I come across an old track, I've got like maybe hundreds of old stuff that we used to record. And I was sending him stuff yesterday, just like, do you remember this song? He's like, I don't remember recording this at all. <laughs> like, I know <laughs> it was it was great stuff, though. Um, That's dope. Yeah. As a matter of fact, shout out to my my boy Buster B, who mm-hmm. uh, we recorded an album back in like 2000. He finished it in 2006. And it was like some of those fire shit. I loved it. And he mm. never put it out. Never. Wow. It'd be like that. Artists are like that. I got a, I got a friend like that. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I still listen to his mixtape. Like, I created a mixtape for him to all his best songs, create a mixtape. Uh-huh. I'm like, Yo, you got to put this out. He's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm like, what mm. you mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, somebody's got to hear this. <laughs> right. I there are lo- to this day. There are lines that are like stuck in my head that nobody would ever know because it's just stuff I recorded with friends. And it's like, damn. Yeah. I- like, We're coming oh, up on lyrical. the I'm like, nah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. We got another one. Chi Town Spurs says, This might be controversial, but the NBA is better when the Knicks are in the playoffs. And I, I used agree. to hate that team. I agree. Uh, it's time. I don't know what makes it different. I don't know. What makes it <laughs> special that the Knicks are in the playoffs? New Yorkers got to get their shit off, L. Duh. Do you, do you see how the fan base is after two wins? Uh, do, do I see how the fan base oh, yeah. is? I see how they like, are every time they win the, anything. We bring, <laughs> we, bring, we bring energy to the league. That's what it okay. is. Okay. Like I, it. New York I is that. that. New York is a fan, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. Y'all are not paying attention to the rest of the league. I do think mm-hmm. it is funny, though, that both of New York's teams are in the playoffs. Um, one's not walking out. Uh, not walking out of this round. Uh, all of L- or all of California's teams are in. Let's go, baby! I mean, but none of Texas's teams are. I mean, none, not one. I mean, I mean, both teams aren't making out of this round. What do you mean? You wilding? You yeah. think Cavs yeah. are losing? Yes, yeah. yes, I do. I you said Cavs and six. I mean, uh, Nixon Nixon six. I, I think Cavs is winning this series, man. Nah, it's, it's too much on this. Like, we got a good point guard with Brunson. 
Uh, Randall's starting to get into his groove. I feel like we got it this time, at least in this first round. <laughs> at least this first round. I, I like your optimism, but uh, yes. <laughs> Garland and, 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 and Spider and Mobley is, nah, they got better team, man. <laughs> mm. All right, we'll see. I'm just saying. Mm. I mean, look, I would love and I know Phil would too. I think that's the thing that Phil's most looking forward to. I think Phil deep down just wants to see the Cavs move forward and the Lakers, Lakers not. not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think that's happening. I I don't know. Like I could be off, but I don't know. I I do think people are writing Memphis off too soon though. Mm. Yeah. Me yeah. too. Um yeah, I think they got a fighting know. chance at least. Wouldn't be surprised if they lose though, because that's yeah. just that's how these things usually work out. And as I've said on other episodes, I just feel like the way that the, the playoffs has panned out, all of the tougher four teams that he would have to play are, are going to have to play them, play each other. It mm. feels like he's going to end up, if he gets out of this round, leading the Lakers to a Western Conference Finals. You know what time people it is. are going to act like, oh, man, this was a great postseason. <laughs> he did it again. <laughs> he yeah. did it again. By himself. You know what time it is. Shannon yeah, Sharp gonna be in there getting his shit off. He can't wait. Uh, I am happy though that playoff Jamal Murray is back. That it was, you know, obviously he's had to. He hasn't played in the playoffs since the bubble. But mm-hmm. you know that was he was the guy everybody was talking about in the bubble. Uh, that playoff Jamal Murray just has it, mm-hmm. and I was not sure if we were gonna see what that looked like this season because this is his first season back that man missed two seasons yeah and he still has it right he scored 40 points in you a big still got not that you still got it champ <laughs> it's crazy that man had 40 points uh in game two i don't know i'm having fun i am yeah. very much having fun as a basketball fan a lot of right good now. stuff going around man, all I, around the league I, as much as i've um I've gotten used to saying that people in Chicago are owed apologies. Russell Westbrook is owed apologies, man. Big apologies. Yeah. Facts. Because he, he has been balling out, and he has been fun to watch. Uh, him versus KD has been great. Um, mm-hmm. I think people owe my man a lot of apologies, man. Yeah. I think uh, whoever dude that was talking crazy in that in that suite, mm-hmm. I watch your mouth, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is not, it's not sweet in this suite, big dog. Like, we can fight. No, 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 no. Watch your mm-hmm. mouth, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, last game watching him against KD getting that block and them jawing each other a little bit, mm-hmm. jawing after the game, and mm-hmm. then people had to make it corny and go see they hate each other. Nah. Like no, no, it's basketball. It's competitive Everybody, basketball. Yeah, it don't mean they hate each other, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's read some humper chats because we got a few of those, and I want to make sure that we don't miss anybody's humpers. Uh, but Hala says, unbelievable that AEW was able to bug Hart versus Hogan in 2023. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hope you're feeling better, Will. That's hilarious. <laughs> of course, we're talking about uh, mm-hmm. CM Punk possibly working Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Which one of these people are are Hogan? Cause... <laughs> you know which one is Hogan. In this oh, I do, but I don't know if everybody does. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think everybody does. No. Uh, let's see. We got it's Jericho. I don't want you guys to. <laughs> There's no mysteries over here. We let you know. 
Anwar says, it would be cool if y'all put together a musical playlist for fans of this show someday. Have a nice day. Yeah. I was thinking about that, actually. That's that was idea. one of the ideas I've had for mm -hmm. a while was that I wanted to do kind of a Grapsity playlist. But you know what I wanted to do? Um, so the idea I had was, do you guys remember BET Top 25? Mm -hmm. Where, yeah. for those who don't recall, it was where they take a specific artist and they would, for two to, I think it was like a three hour show, mm -hmm. but that artist would count down their top 25 songs of all time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I always loved watching those because it was, they would go in between the song and it would, you get kind of moments from the artist talking about, this is why this song was special to me. This is why this meant something to me. And like BET Top 25, one of my favorite shows ever. I used to watch that on Saturdays. I'm like, oh, it's Kanye West Top 25, let's go. Like I love mm. hearing what influenced certain artists. And uh, of course, Kanye's number one, I believe was a Kanye track, right? Like that made sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but <laughs> I expect no, nothing less from Kanye. Come on. Come on. Uh, but I always enjoyed that show. And I had this idea recently of like, what if we did that with Grapsity, where we did like our, uh, we made like a YouTube playlist, but in the playlist between each video, we kind of inserted um, a discussion around each song and mm -hmm. then to that song and then a discussion and then that song. And uh so you could kind of watch what mattered to us musically and like we could kind of give uh our takes on our music i like it that's not I mean, mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's that's that was an idea i've actually had before i haven't run it by these guys before but that i was driving one day and that's one of the that's where i have like my best thoughts is mm -hmm. when i'm on the road but in the car by myself and i'm just like oh shit, that's a good one Mm -hmm. um, but then the problem is like I can't text anybody because I'm driving, right. uh, so I gotta get good at like voice memos or something to mm -hmm. just record some shit to myself. Like remember this shit because I haven't thought about that till I got that uh, that hover chat. So thank you Anwar for reminding me that I had that thought on, while Elliot. behind the wheel. Come on, Elliot, mm -hmm. send us the look, man. Send us the look. <laughs> Curious yeah. uh, title yeah. podcast. Come Straight on, up. Yes. Mm -hmm. Get get the Grapsity, uh title playlist up there, man. Mm -hmm. The world is ready for it. Damn, we should have been networking more at uh, Wale Mania. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Elliot was there. Uh, by the way, Blue, are you going to uh, Double or Nothing? No, nah, I'm, I'm probably heading for All In uh, okay. Chicago. Oh, My wife haven't been to Chicago yet, so I'll probably take it with me mm -hmm. and have see her first AEW event. I've been out to came out to Chicago for All Out, the first one. I was thinking about like, I saw the London one. I was like, that sounds fun. I looked at the tickets. I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm going to yeah. chill and wait. Yeah, <laughs> all in. I mean, all out. Sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. Wembley, Wembley. So the the seat map is leaked, by the way. Uh, that we're it, we have seen what the setup's gonna look like. Really? Yeah, and uh, that's looking pretty interesting. Um, I'm not gonna do it, but I think that somebody there's enough of a look of that map now to at least be able to count how many seats you, they think there's going to be mm -hmm. um like it, it is cut off so like right. everybody get ninety thousand out of your head complete mm -hmm. get ninety thousand out sorry not why do people do this why do why are we trying to project the numbers for the show mm -hmm. man? like i just don't get it it's so, yeah. 
Um, but again, like I said, get 90,000 out. It's not yeah. happening. They, they, they are not set up for 90,000. You can look at this map and go, all right, the half the stadium's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not opening up. You can see where the stage is. You can see that they're going to set it up like a wrestling venue. So I bet it's probably set up for like 50 to 60, which is still mm-hmm. a massive number. Yeah. But uh, like I said two weeks ago, when this was first announced, 90,000 is not happening. And I knew that from the beginning. I knew that uh, it's it didn't – maybe they, they opened some stuff up behind the stage if it turns out to be a huge success. Mm-hmm. But at least as far as the look is concerned right now, it looks like it's going to be set up like not most 50. arenas do where they – they cut off the side behind the stage. Right. Well, if half of the people that registered bought two tickets, then they'd be able to sell 50,000 is what I heard on the internet at least. So I, don't know. I think that the registrations are up to like 50 now, I think. So um, I think I was making a PW insider joke. So a couple people out there got it. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got another one from Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. Always appreciate you. She says, hope Will is feeling better. Much love to all of you. The world is insane. Please stay safe. The world is insane. It's crazy outside. Wow. Oh, my God. I'm uh, I was telling these guys before the show, I haven't been to sleep by nine o'clock in a long time, but I was Thursday night. I did not feel good at all. And I was out completely out like a light. Yep. All right. Moral. Speaking of which, all right, we got to have this conversation. Which one? We got to talk about AI tracks because <laughs> uh, <do> we? <laughs> they're blowing up right now. Hey. Everybody's doing AI Drake and uh, stop it. Like stop unironically liking it. Stop ironically liking it. Stop liking it as a joke. It's not nothing good is going to come out of AI music. No, I'll say yeah. this. AI music would be good if people were using it to be funny. Like, right. I, I felt like, I, I tweeted the other day, if somebody actually made a Tupac track of the, I wrote the song a long time mm-hmm. ago, wrote the song in 94, like, mm-hmm. that would actually be good. That would right. be funny. But, but instead, <laughs> they're making real Drake tracks that people are looking <laughs> <laughs> Where's Drake at? Your intellectual property, bro. Why are you letting this happen? You gotta take it. He ain't gonna let it happen for long. Right. Yeah, labels are on it already. Labels is like, nah, y'all better not play this on the radio. <laughs> labels is about to put a stop to that. That is oh, not about to last. This is nuts, man. I mean, look, it, I've had concerns about AI for a long time. AI art, um, I mean, AI art is funny because no, it's not. For it's for not. whatever reason, I I say it because the one thing AI art still can't get right is hands. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, no matter what, everything will look. Like, oh, this this looks really good. And then you look and the hands are just always like, well, what's going on? Why are they doing nah, this? I saw why Martin, they, why I saw Martin like... Luther King with a shape, shape up this week. And I was like, you guys have to stop the internet. <laughs> shut this AI shit down. Why does Martin Luther King have AirPods in? We got to go. Shut this down. <laughs> nah, man. All right. As, as somebody that was an artist that knows a bunch of artists, uh, AI artists is not funny to me at all. Because mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. are absolutely losing money or you've got off. people people getting ripped off after of this nah yeah i mean it is kind of wild to think though that like martin luther king was 39 years old yeah. and like here we are 36 mm-hmm. 38 mm-hmm. 37 yeah, like 37 you're about to put be that eight on me like what's you, going you on? already don't got you, you, you already got you, you turn 30, don't you turn 38 this year 
Yeah, why? But like, like not for a few months. Like you know, just throw this thirty-eight. Yeah, 38. Are, are you closer to thirty-eight? To, you are closer to thirty-eight than you are to thirty-seven. Look, I'm thirty-five. Like I, I, I said thirty, but I will be thirty-six in October. But I'll mm-hmm. round up. Uh, we're in 2023. Don't round me up. Round me down, but bro. <laughs> I mean, you just had a birthday, so I, I feel did. like I uh, <laughs> you are closer to 37 right now than anything. Either way, my whole point was that we're all hovering around the age Martin Luther King was. Yeah. And like, so there is a piece of me that has always wondered, like, what does 2023 <laughs> Martin Luther King look like? But honestly, I don't want to see that in AI form. Um, I would like to just keep that up here. That's it. <laughs> we make my own memories, not AI memories. Uh, but yeah, like the idea that AI art had to get its inspiration somewhere, right? Like it doesn't, right. it it doesn't have an artistic eye. It doesn't have the ability to, um, to come up with something from its heart. What it's doing is it's basing its style and art off of other art it finds. So it is literally ripping off artists, and so that is a reason to feel concerned about that. Uh, and same with even with fake AI music, it's all based off of somebody's real music. Yeah. Um, even if it's original in the sense of you've never heard this before, it's still based off of somebody else's actual style and somebody's actual voice. Drizzy, you better get them boys. Don't you let them do this to you. Drake, Drake's lawyers is, uh, is getting ready. (laughs) This show is sponsored by better help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash Fightful. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I don't know it yet, but they 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 were like, this song's about to hit a a million uh, listens on Spotify or something. I'm like, yo, that's not going to be good for you. Yeah. You. you know that y'all, uh, another thing about the AI is the robots, the dog robots. We got mm-hmm. out here in New York. Uh, not in, I'm in New Jersey, but in New York, they got those robots. Yeah, I don't like those either. This is all looking like Black Mirror to me. Like, it's like uh-huh. everything in Black Mirror is happening from the robot bees. Now we got robot dogs. Robot bees. Mm. Yo, it's, it's crazy. Like, not mm. the bees, right. not the bees. <laughs> <laughs> Robot bees in the trap is crazy. Yeah. Oh, robot. <laughs> robot bees in the trap is crazy. Yo, he's backing up. Yo, he said he's backing up. Party. Well, mm-hmm. Back yep. for rapping. Straight up. Oh, <laughs> can't help did, it. By the way, did any of you guys watch uh, the Power Ranger special? I did not. Not yet. I'm saying it. Ah! <laughs> I was literally like up counting down the hours. I'm like. All right, it's time, it's time, it's time. And as soon as it showed up, I'm like, I am watching this. I am ready. I'm ready to see Zach and Billy do his thing. And Rocky and Kat and uh, Trini, not there, of course, but men. We saw Aisha, we saw Adam and Rita. You liked it? I My tweet blew up uh, as far as my review where I said, my review is that it's cheesy, badly acted, the costumes look like shit, and it's nonsense, nonsensical. 10 out of 10, it's perfect. Yeah, no, I was <laughs> like, you're, I think you're describing Power Rangers yeah. right now. Yeah, oh, no, oh. This, is, this is Power Rangers in every mm. way that it should be. Um, <clears throat> I'll give it some credit in a few places. One, who would have guessed that Power Rangers would be the brand to care about its canon more than anything else? than anyone else that they could have very well just been like eh none of this stuff needs an explanation it's just nostalgia but they're like no we're gonna explain how rita repulses back we're going mm-hmm. to explain why uh why tommy is the way he is because in canon tommy's not dead um mm-hmm. that tommy is actually married to cat and mm-hmm. Why would that be canonically true? Well, did anybody see the Christmas special from 1996 where they flashed forward to their old age? And in doing so, Tommy and Kat were an old couple together, married. So therefore, in canon, that still has to be true. Mm. (laughs) Like, this whole special really took care of all of the canon of Power Rangers to make sure. I I still remember the ski trip where he found out that... uh... Kimberly broke up with him. Like, yeah, mm. really sent my man a, a John Doe letter. Like, mm. Really? Mm. <laughs> yep, there, there was a lot of stuff here. And, well, and they have a kid, right? Because in the last, the la- Tommy's last appearance was, I think, in Ninja Steel. And uh, he showed up with, you know, he mentioned his kid, JJ. And he's like, yeah, I'm coming to pick up JJ now. And so Kat, when she shows up, she's like, I was babysitting JJ. And so, or mm. not babysitting, she's like, I was watching JJ. She said, I was taking him to practice. Um, and it was like, oh, because that's their kid. Ha ha. Yeah, you guys, you kept your cannon up. Somebody was asking, how is Tommy the Green Ranger? I'm like, did you see Ninja Steel? Because in that, he had the Master Morpher that he could bring back all of his old forms. They really tried to make sure everything made sense. 
even the explanation of why Rita's back, because the idea was supposed to be that at the end of In Space, all evil in the universe was purged when Zordon right. died, with it was called the Z-Wave. And they explained that, yes, all of the evil left her body in the Z-Wave, um, and that, but her evil spirit was still out there trying to find a new body, and she it did manage to find a body spoilers alphas mm. and that's how she becomes a robot and mm. uh man not gonna let me watch it huh great yeah, spoilers <laughs> big spoilies this very much happens in the beginning but either way there's there's a lot of other stuff like i said mm -hmm. i think they did justice by trini's death and uh and explaining that and the ending tribute to uh twee trang and jason david frank was really touching and uh i was not expecting that and when it hit me i definitely shed a few tears so overall cheesy there's only like one good actor in it and it, i think it's walter jones um oddly enough i think he's kind of the best actor there everybody else is corny as fuck uh especially david yost um <laughs> i'm like i if you told me that he hasn't acted since playing Billy in the 90s, I would believe it because, whoo, <laughs> not good. But super also, nice guy, though. Super, super nice. nice guy. And honestly, he should be corny. All of this yeah. should be corny. Yeah, it's, it's, like... it's pretty good. Uh, and they leave it open for another one. So, yeah. Yeah, because uh, money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, who wouldn't know? But I liked it. I liked it a lot. Power Rangers once and always. Um, there's a piece of me that does feel that Catherine being the pterodactyl feels wrong. Uh, and that's just because she never technically was. She was the crane. Uh, mm. That she never had that power in Power Rangers. But otherwise, everything else is fine. Also, mm. CG Zords suck. Like, don't do that again. Mm. Uh if you're gonna go for nostalgia, go all the way with nostalgia. Don't CG the Zords. Do right. give us a fucking uh, old school Sentai style guys in suits with toy buildings next to them. That's what right. we want. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I did not have Power Rangers circled on my calendar this week because this week was series finale of Snowfall and mm. the season yeah. finale of uh, Mandalorian. That's what we mm. circle this week. Wow. <laughs> Busy week. How was uh, the season finale of Mandalorian? I thought it was really good. I think um, people <clears throat> that have had mixed opinions of this uh, season will really enjoy the last two episodes. Mm. And then Snowfall, I've heard a lot of good things about how it ended. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I listen. I know that we've gotten this thing from watching gangster movies forever and watching mm -hmm. drug dealers in these movies forever where people want them to win there is no happy ending for drug dealers sir. no there is not, not at all uh, no. and i think people that won't spoil what happened here but people that were like oh i hate that that happened to franklin what did you think was going to happen to this guy this guy's a monster like have you mm -hmm. been watching this guy for the entire season do awful things like this mm -hmm. guy is not a good person <laughs> yeah. that's right I, I was talking about that my wife when we started uh snowfall we were like season two or three I'm like, yo, it's, it's funny how we always rooting for the bad guy in these shows and forget that they're actually causing harm yeah. to these neighborhoods. Yeah. They're bad guys. It, it is guy. bad guys. Like in the season we're watching, we're mad at the cop 
for snitching on, <laughs> on Franklin. Like, now what you doing? Like, mm-hmm. he's just doing what he needs to do. Yeah. It's just weird like, how we watch this and I mean, we get yeah. that, they, you know, the dealer is the bad guy. <laughs> nah, this guy has been a menace for, what, six seasons now. Ruined his neighborhood. Ruined his entire family and friends circle's lives. But this guy's not a good person. (laughs) (laughs) Good week for TV. Yeah. It sounds. Oh, I didn't watch Bel Air this week. Did they drop a new episode this week? I don't. Okay. I didn't. Yeah, that's right. Because I was sick. I I think Uh, last week's episode uh, was better, personally. But it was a good episode. Yeah. uh, Well, last week with uh, Carlton. I mean, like I said, that was the first episode where I felt like there was finally a consequence for something because Carlton and the car and the coke, um, mm. so much went down in that episode. My man, my man Jeffrey. Je- I love Jeffrey so much. Jeffrey honestly. is so great. One Jeffrey day, is so great. One day, one day, your truth is gonna have it today. Mm. One day. Mm. <laughs> nah, Je- Jeffrey is so dope. Like honestly, turning taking him from the butler to the. I just get shit done, the right-hand man. Like, that's such a dope character. (laughs) Fixer Jeffrey is the best, man. Him him coming in the room with him on the recent episode with Uncle Phil, and uh, one of the guys in the room looked at him way. He's like, I don't think you want to do what you think you're doing. Mm. Jeffrey ain't ain't Jeffrey about that action, man. Stop Mm. playing with Jeffrey. Yeah, he is. Uh, I am enjoying the hell out of of Jeffrey. I think, honestly, since the beginning, like – I still. What happened to old boy? Like we know he ki- he got killed, but like, did Jeffrey, Jeffrey really handle that? Je- Jeffrey, Jeffrey got, got him got him. Him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. Like, got in one little fight. My mom got scared. She said, "I'm gonna ha- call Jeffrey, and he's gonna handle this." Like, that was- <laughs> <laughs> never clean up in other ways now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, "You'll never have to worry about him again." Uh, mob talk. Mob talk. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it's been. It yeah, no, I don't know. I I like it. Uh let's see. We got uh another super chat or humper chat. This one's from Dilo. It says, uh, "Sup fellas, I'm just here to watch happen uh Phil and Reg cook with the topics." Mm-hmm. Shout out to Dilo. Appreciate you. Appreciate you Dilo. I'm assuming he thought you weren't going to be here cuz you were sick. Yeah. Yeah. He's here. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, again, struggling, but I'm here. But I, no, Crap City is my favorite. Crap City is my favorite part of the week. And honestly, if I couldn't do this with you guys, then uh, I don't know what are we doing. He's like, uh, he, I was like, what's Reg gonna cook about? I forgot what I was gonna cook about. Then I looked at the topics and I was like, oh yeah, that's bitch. <laughs> Tony Khan. I got some words for you, big dog. Uh, uh, let's see. Episode of Dynamite. We need to get into that because there's a lot going on there. I will get there in just a second because mm-hmm. uh, the Solo Sapien says, "What's good, fellas? A few weeks ago, y'all mentioned missing the rankings in AEW, and I agree. I mm-hmm. felt it was the one thing that gave TK's booking structure and matches and feuds real consequences. I know many will disagree, but AEW feels too fast and loose now. Fast yeah. and loose. I, I do think they should bring the rankings back. I like. I'm the sure people will complain about it, but I." I yeah, and no, I agree with the what, what was said here. It's like there was some structure to be added, something to some tangible thing to hold on to, and now it's just like anybody could have a shot at any time for anything if you want to. Yeah, I, I mean that's pro wrestling, but you know, it was fun. 
Uh, let's see. We got another. All right. Let's see. And then we're going to read this one here from Deontay. It says, excited for All-Star Queendom. Rooting for everybody except Tam Tam. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially Tam Tam. <laughs> uh, I'm choosing to be positive because it feels good. I personally consider y'all the best part of my week. Love you guys. Will feel better soon, please. I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. Very excited for this show tonight. Um, yes. Mercedes versus Mayu is definitely a dream match. Mm. That's going to that's gonna be great. Um, we're getting the next iteration of Tam versus uh, Julia as well. That's going to be dope. Um, super excited. I think it's going to be a good show. Big show. Jake Salazar says, nah, y'all need to put some respect on Jimmy Butler. Mm. Say, did they say Jimmy Butler or Jimmy Butter? Jimmy Butter. <laughs> Jimmy Butter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Wait. Jimmy Butler's that guy, man. I've always yeah. been the Jimmy guy. Um, mm-hmm. I I didn't think the Bulls should trade him. I always thought that was a bad trade. Right. That was definitely a bad trade. And again, in that game, Giannis went out. That's the only thing, one thing for Jimmy to do, take over. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if you followed Jimmy for his entire career, but there's something about the Milwaukee Bucks. He seems to circle Milwaukee Bucks on his calendar every year. He does mm-hmm. not like that team. I don't know what it is about them. He does not like that team. Uh, let's see. We got Meet Normus who says, uh, "What's good, all you people? I'm a Wizards fan. The NBA still plays this late <laughs> in the year. <laughs> We've been on vacation for a minute. <laughs> no, you, you got a uh, you got some joy out here of seeing uh, your boy Kuzma try to cook uh, Dinwiddie on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's some joy that you got. Oh, that's hard yeah. out here." Vikingo versus uh, Gringo Loco is my match of the week. It was a hoot. Reg, mm-hmm. I did not get to see Ring of Honor this week. How was mm-hmm. that? That match was a hoot and uh, all kinds of shit. It was everything you would expect uh, from Vikingo and Gringo Loco. Really excited that Gringo Loco is getting a shot here in Ring of Honor. Seems like they're uh, going in on him. He's been in a couple of the tapings now. Um, this match was a showcase of both these guys. Gringo does a couple of very insane spots, a top rope, gorilla press slam, sit out gorilla press slam. Uh, but Kingo hits like some wild dragon ranas. This was like one of those matches when we used to watch wrestling in 96 and 97 and we see Rey Mysterio and Psychosis, Rey Mysterio and Juventus taking these crazy matches around the country. This was that type of match. One of those matches where you see and you're like, man, who are these guys? I need to see them again. Perfect showcase for Gringo, but Kingo was just for Kingo again. Uh, yeah. I'm happy, like you said, you tweeted about Will Washington about the tapings being back because I'm very happy <laughs> because them they said that this week the main event of Ring of Honor started at like 11:30 or something, and like nobody should be watching wrestling at 11:30 p.m. after you just watched a full show of Dynamite and whatever right. else that Tony Khan threw at you. It's too much. It's too yeah. much. Nah, this is the first time I actually seen Gringo Loco, to be honest with you, on Ring of Honor. And that mm-hmm. was very interesting. Like you said, it makes me want to look more into what he does. Right. It was a great back and forth match. Like everybody stood up for most of the match. Like yep. you see the crowd just on their feet and just enjoying everything that was happening. Even I hopped out of the bed a couple times, like, yo, what the? Oh, <laughs> like oh, the yeah. gorilla press off the top rope? It's crazy. That was, uh, that was crazy. I was like, I never really like 
do whatever happened. Right. Yeah, being able to get a crowd like that when it's this late, that's how you know the match was nuts, that they did this and the crowd was should be dead by then. Right. And they're on their feet still showing appreciation. So, yeah, definitely check that match out at minimum. Takeshida and Lee Moriarty, super-duper fire. Nice or good things about around. that, too, yeah. 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 Um, if, if I've learned anything in the last few months, it's uh, – and I've told you this, guys, and other reasons to stay off this app. But when I saw some of this uh, discourse around, like, Commander. the rope, the ah, rope flies, yeah. I'm just like, yeah. guys, just enjoy wrestling. Stop Come it. Come on, man. I think uh, the thing that gets me crazy is that they don't say it's not for me. They say it's dumb. Like, instead yeah. of just being like, this is not for me, you could just be like, I, not for me. I like this kind of wrestling. It's great. But to be like, this wrestling is dumb. Is where it gets stop, muddied yeah, up for me. Stop it, man. Stop disrespecting. You're judging somebody else's shit. Like, I don't judge people. I don't love deathmatch wrestling, but I don't judge anyone that loves deathmatch wrestling. I mean, right. there, there's a lot of uh, skill and technique that goes into what exactly Mander and Vikingo do. And I come I, on, I think it's, it's pro good. wrestling all around. I hate when people say this isn't wrestling. All this shit is wrestling. It's dumb. It's fake. They're uh, fake throwing someone to the ropes and they're bouncing back. They're waiting on tables for someone to splash them through it. It's pro wrestling, dude. Shut up. Come it's, on. It's wrestling. Yeah. It's not that serious. And I thought, uh, I thought Commander and Jay White killed it. That match so. was totally yeah, that, that was fire. Yeah. And I said the same thing. I'm like, yo, we complain about wrestling so much. We watched Fast and Furious ten times. I'm saying where, where cars jump off of mountains and blow up and they land, space, and nobody bro. dies, nobody <laughs> has scratches on them. Like we just, me and my wife just watched Fast and Furious nine last night. They actually make a joke about it throughout the entire movie with Tyree saying like, "Yo, I got hit with bullets, but I'm not hit with bullets. Like what happened?" Like yes, but we can watch that, but we complain about wrestling. Like, it it makes different. no sense. Oh man, Rock and Fast Five when he's fighting with Vin Diesel. And they're in the dirt, but then like Rock stands up and he's still like shiny and glistening. Right. And, like no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, didn't uh, did, didn't homeboy from uh, Tokyo Drift get shot in the head and he's just mm-hmm. back? Like right. none of that he's happened. Yeah, like, like, how this works, you guys. I'm like, like did he die like two times already? How he's back mm-hmm. in Furious Nine? Mm-hmm. I bet mean, I had a tweet a year ago that some people agreed with and others argued with, but you know, I. I Somebody had said, I miss when wrestling was more realistic. And I responded, It was no, never realistic. I know. I responded, No, you miss being a kid. Because, That's it. Yes. Uh, exactly. Because your parents did not think this was real. Your parents walked in the room and were like, You know, this is all phony, right? Like, mm-hmm. everybody was saying that. Nobody remember the Animaniac skit where they were literally making fun of how fake wrestling was. And like Dr. Scratch and Sniff was like so into it. And the Animaniacs were looking at him like, you know, this is fake, right? Uh, Anytime one of my aunts would walk in, that's the first thing they're going to say is, this is fake, Reg. Why are you watching this? And I'm just (laughs) like, I don't care. It's a cool, funny show. Who cares? So boom, anybody, I'm sorry. Do anybody remember when they first found out that it wasn't real? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think the, the thing that I watched that uh, funny enough, it was a long time. It didn't get till 99 when I watched the Secrets of Pro Wrestling, <laughs> and they really gave it all the way up. And I was like, it was crazy because, like, I, it's like I kind of knew. Because I remember this one time when Shawn Michaels, uh, when he did the injury thing where he wrestled on hard and then he fell right. uh, mm-hmm. to the ground. That's where I kind of was like, I don't know. I don't think Shawn Michaels is really that hurt. And I remember watching that yeah, match. I don't think he's really that hurt. I remember watching that match with my cousin and him being like, we should try to turn it up real loud to see if we can hear the wrestlers talk to each other. And that I don't know why he thought that, but right. I always that always stayed in my brain. And then when it was confirmed that everything was like that, and I was 
for that night, I was like, damn, they really got me. Like, they fucked me up. <laughs> but it gave me a deeper appreciation for pro wrestling. Like, they thought that that special was going to be like, oh, wrestling's dumb and it's fake. But it made me appreciate everything more knowing the behind the scenes shit. So, yeah. Yeah. No, honestly, it was an evolution for me. Like, there was never like a moment. I remember, I guess there's like a small moment I can think of. I remember watching and I remember Austin hitting uh, Luthez press one time and mm-hmm. his punches weren't connecting. And, uh, I remember having a thought about that, like, all right, yeah, that's what people were saying all my life. Yeah. Because it's not like there wasn't always an adult in my life who would walk in the room and go, yeah, the stuff is fake. Right. Um, there's always was. There's never a point where, Mm-mm. like, if I thought it was real, I was defending it from people who were telling me it was fake. I've right. always heard it was fake. I remember that Animaniac skit and getting mm-hmm. kind of offended by it um, as a kid. <laughs> but then... Uh, but now, in, like I said, it was one of those things where as time went on, I'm like noticing little things here and there. And I go, OK, now nah, this is actually they ever all the adults in the room were right. Everybody right. would always say this was fake. And now I see it. So my point here is when I hear people go, no, nah, wrestling used to be more real. No, you were just a kid. It like did, the, right. the adults yeah. in the room were pretty certain that uh, and they, they've might have been snickering at you even totally but uh uh, like i said wrestling there's certain things that again you know because like we people talk about selling a lot right right that we always hear you get wrestlers should sell you have to sell because that's how you tell a story in professional wrestling and i 100 percent agree with that i believe that with all of my heart because wrestling is storytelling but have you ever seen an actual fight because people don't sell an actual no sell. You've never seen all. somebody get mm-hmm. you've never seen somebody get hit and then clutch. You know, yeah, no, nah, they're nah. gonna do what they can mm-hmm. to. They're not gonna milk the crowd. They're not gonna work their way back up slowly. Mm-hmm. Like you have adrenaline in an actual. Get into fight. this! I want to punch <laughs> this guy now. It's my turn. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> like right, <laughs> that's in an actual fight. People have adrenaline. They just go. Like right. you remember, we saw that video of the dude taking the pile driver and getting right back up mm-hmm. because, like, and then throwing punches, right? Because in a real fight, that's how that would go. Right. Like, Let me sell my neck for thirty minutes so the crowd can get into it. No, you got to get up and fight some more for this guy stomps your head in. Yeah, like selling's not realistic at all. Not if you've mm-hmm. ever seen an actual fight. No, it's a great so, point. So, so to me, yeah, I, there that, are that, that bugs me every time I see people that do the oh these bucks matches don't look like real fights. None of this looks like real fights. What are you talking about? Fights, None of these look like real fights. Nobody's gonna punch a person and then let the punch the other person punch them right. and then they go back and no, that's not you don't go back and forth with punches in a fight. This is a tough guy. guy <laughs> Crazy, this ain't no movie. Yeah, so as again. You have to take wrestling as professional wrestling. It is its own unique thing. It is theater. It is designed to elicit emotions and things along those lines. And that's a good thing. I think that storytelling in professional wrestling is a very good thing. And I believe in it. But don't tell me it's realistic. No. Not if you've ever seen a real fight. And look, I grew up around real fights. I've been around fights my whole life. 
the timeline is filled with real fights. Every time I open <laughs> my phone, I'm seeing somebody punching somebody in a Walmart parking lot. Come on, this never fails. Yeah, and it does not go the way you think it does. If you think that, um, if again, people always throw the Irish whip out there, but that's a good yeah. one uh, because people don't just like keep running until there's not enough momentum for that no there's not enough momentum for that and i always say at the end of the day if wrestling was real it'd be dumb imagine like two guys like roman reigns and cody rose but really try to win though come on imagine how just be two guys rolling on the ground for 20 minutes trying to get a pin and be the worst think about submissions right and like when you see a submission in mma it's usually applied for all of a couple of seconds because exactly. you don't want to tear a ligament. You don't want to actually injure somebody. So it's usually mm-hmm. just like a apply, tap, done, right? It's not like a dramatic, oh, my God, Mm-mm. must crawl to Ronda ropes. Rousey was tapping people out in 10 seconds in UFC, but she'll have Liv Morgan in an arm bar for four <laughs> minutes. Was, come on. It's not how this works, dude. You think Liv Morgan's better than all the UFC fighters? <laughs> no, yeah, dude. Nah, that, that was definitely wild watching that match where she's like fighting out of some of these submissions. I'm like, yeah, I don't think mm, I, I don't believe don't, you. No, I don't believe you. I don't you. believe I do you. Not believe you. That's so. That's okay. This is judo person. You know what I mean? But a storyteller. It's a storytelling. This isn't that. This is wrestling. That's why Liv Morgan can get out of Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler's submissions because she's supposed to. Yeah, this is a story. This yeah, is what we're doing here. You can anybody can be anybody in a story here. Mm-hmm. Rey Mysterio can beat the Great Kali in a yes. story, but uh, although did he not? I don't think he did. Great <laughs> Kali squeezed his brains out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I see people who are kids at the time now. Granted, I was still podcasting at that time. Mm-hmm. We talked about that on an episode of RBR. But uh, but I have seen people who are kids that were like, man, that scared the hell out of me when right. Rey Mysterio got his head squished by the Great Kali and started bleeding out of his mouth. And I'm like, yeah, that's not how that works. Uh-uh. <laughs> but when you're a kid, like, yeah, you believe in the stuff. It's it's great. Nah, um, now that so that's why it's been circulating of a uh, big show choke slamming Kurt Angle off of that thing. <laughs> oh, we had the dead body on the back. floor. I'm like. <laughs> What were they thinking, you guys? <laughs> it was missing a chalk line. That's all you needed. It is. No, and he was back like a week later in a wheelchair. He was back a like, week later, yeah. He yeah. should be dead, but he was back on SmackDown next week. Yeah, they had him in a wheelchair, but like, what happened to your head where we saw the pool of blood? There was blood. Nothing. He hurt his leg. Nothing. <laughs> he hurt his leg. <laughs> he hurt his leg. <laughs> and then it turned, because yeah, that was general manager Kurt Angle. That was right. He came back as the GM of SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Um that whole period of SmackDown is so weird, weird because like there was no like structure Mm-mm. because the the idea that like Paul Heyman was GM, but then Brock Lesnar left and it was like, well, the whole point of Paul Heyman as GM was to protect Brock Lesnar that like he was on screen giving Brock Lesnar all of the favors. He was making sure Brock Lesnar was protected like they did that moment with the uh, um, where Brock Lesnar had to draw uh, an opponent. Like, Paul Heyman put him in a match where he's going to defend the title against any random person on the roster. And then he opens the, he pulls out the name, and it's Shannon Moore. And then after Brock squashes Shannon Moore, then he pulls the all of them out, and they all say Shannon Moore. And it was like, that was the, you know, Brock Lesnar was being protected by GM Paul Heyman. And then Brock left the company, so they're like, eh, fuck him. Uh, Yeah, they're like, actually, Paul Heyman's fired as GM. Now Kurt Angle's our GM. 
until he's recovered from his injury. Then Kurt Angle comes back, and they're like, actually, Teddy Long, who was just randomly managing Mark Jindrak, the reflection of perfection player, um, <laughs> now he's our GM. And it's like that ended up working out and being long-term, but there was like no plan for Teddy Long as GM. It was just like a... Let's just random. take somebody who's a manager on TV and we're going to make him the GM of SmackDown and see how that goes. <laughs> that ended up being like I mean, a long... Teddy Long got a bunch of those because he was randomly a referee. Like, we right. knew him as a manager uh, in yeah. WCW, then he was a referee all of a sudden. We're yeah. like, why is Teddy Long a referee? And then he was a manager right after. Like, wait, why is he a manager now? Now he's the <laughs> I, GM. Yeah. I completely forgot he managed Mark Dendrak. I, I did too. I did too. Yep. No, they, that was the most random pair because it was like they paired – Teddy Long with black wrestlers. He was with D'Lo Brown. Mm -hmm. Then he was with uh, Rodney Mack, Mark Henry. Like they did all of that, which is so funny because Teddy Long kept that theme song after all that time, even though it literally says Mac Militant because mm -hmm. it was written for Rodney Mack. Yeah. Um, and the theme song is talking about kicking ass, but that's like not Teddy Long. Uh, but the song just like stayed with him forever. Uh, but the funny thing was. Yeah, they had put Teddy Long with all these guys, and they all kept getting injured. Or like D'Lo Brown was released, Teddy, or Mark Henry got hurt, Roddy Matt got hurt, and they're like, well, "Now we're gonna pair him with Mark Jindrak." And they're like, "But his whole gimmick this last year has been, you know, down with the Brown, back the Mac." Like he was talking about, they did the White Boy Challenge, mm -hmm. and now he's just backing this nice. like a white boy. <laughs> yeah, now he's with the most random white dude you could possibly have on your roster, but he's the reflection of perfection player. Mark Jindrak and Teddy Long. I'm all at you. I'm all at you. I'm all at you. I'm all at you. Why was that bit so funny? Why did we all walk around after that go? Then I'll just do that this past week on Dynamite. Yeah, when he announced the match, he's like, "Holla, holla!" <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, yeah that, there, there's too many things that Dave Chappelle has given us that mm -hmm. are are way funnier than it should be. Totally. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, literally, I, I just referenced wrote the song a long time ago at mm -hmm. the beginning of the show. Yeah, yeah, no, he's given us way too many things that from from that period, either from the stand-ups or from the Chappelle show, that just right. uh, just lasting. They're forever. Like I yeah. can't stop. I have to say, though, I actually miss somebody posted a clip the other day of Blue Streak, and I realized how much I miss Dave Chappelle, the actor. That, like, when you think about that run from Nutty Professor through yep. the end of Chappelle show. You like, snapping on Reggie? I can't never let that down. <laughs> That's forever. <laughs> I just watched Blue Streak. I watched Blue Streak this week. On the noodles? Yeah, <laughs> Which one? Chicken or beef? <laughs> I rip your tongue out and lick my balls with this shit. Tie it down, baby. Tie it down. I rip your lips off and kiss my ass with them shits. <laughs> <laughs> shit, man. Do, yeah, do the eye gouge move. Man. I'm going to have to pull well, with up the eyes. When the guy. eyes come out the ass, you reach it. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was that um the do you remember the movie screwed with norm mcdonald and dave Chappelle? do i him <laughs> him throwing lamps at people the entire movie is one of the greatest yeah. bits ever what's this movie called it was screwed um oh, yeah danny devito man. dave Chappelle. yeah no that movie was like i watched i used to watch that movie like on the regular like the whole <laughs> story was 
that at every turn the situation just kept getting worse that they had this like master plan and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse as the movie goes on mm-hmm. and at the end of the movie is like the lesson here is never trust a black man named chip <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's Probably doesn't hold up. I haven't seen it in so many years. But again, just like actor Dave Chappelle, I miss. Nah, that's one of the few things I remember from that movie. (laughs) Was him hitting everybody with the lamp? Yeah. And and he's like, why did you hit him? I was scared. I was scared. (laughs) Yeah, they play up this lamp at the entire movie. And it's just like, once he gets to the end, he's just like looking around. And he looks at the lamp. And everybody just looks at him and waits for him to do it. (laughs) Great. Uh, as a matter of fact, I gave Nyla Rose credit last year when she took over the AWL TV account because she quoted Screwed. And I feel like mm-hmm. barely anybody remembers that movie. But when she, she asked a question and before they could respond, she goes, who cares? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's from Screwed. Uh, mm-hmm. I love that movie. Uh, let's see. Meet Normus says, uh, oh, we read that one already. Uh, thank you, mm-hmm. Meet Normus, by the way. Jake Salazar says, now I hate LeBron. I can't stand that man. But LeBron... Uh, going got 50 tonight because of Dylan Brooks. Uh, sorry, as Grizzlies better without Ja. Mm. Uh, they, they're in spurts, they're better without Ja, but they're not going anywhere long term without Ja. Right. Uh, Tim Gordon says, Happy Saturday. A lot of talk around Jay White this week. Should he have been put in a hotter feud right off the bat, or is this fo- spot? Or is this a fine spot for now? Should he be world champion right now? We'll watch yeah, we AW world that. champion. <laughs> <laughs> He's been there two weeks, man. It's been yeah. two weeks. Um, it's been two weeks, guys. Just relax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's hard to say. Um, as far as like, should Jay White's first appearance on Dynamite have been? Because I'll say this: I do think that coming out of the match, more people are talking about Commander than Jay White, and I think that uh, that was the point. I, well, I would have put for Jay White's first match on Dynamite. This is. Honestly, I think there's probably a stat to prove this was probably the biggest audience Jay White's performed in front of. Mm-hmm. That I would have probably put him in a scenario that showcased Jay White more than his opponent. Because, like, this, I feel like Jay. That's, I don't know if this is the biggest audience he's been in front of. He's been in Madison Square Garden. He's been in the. Oh, sure. No, I don't mean crowd wise. I mean TV wise. I mean, as far as the TV audience is concerned. The biggest audience that oh, has seen okay. Jay White thus oh, far, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, would be this Dynamite crowd. Right? Dynamite. Like he, he wrestled mm-hmm. Rampage, right? He's wrestled Impact. He's wrestled in New right. Japan. But I think Dynamite doing between eight and nine hundred thousand viewers, um, and then usually after DVR, it's usually up in the million. That's probably the most viewers that have seen Jay White to this stage, right. uh, mm-hmm. to this date. And that's why I'm just like, I would have done something that showcased Jay White more, and probably. Uh, because I, I think coming out of it, you would want people talking more about Jay White. He won, but I think I would have wanted it to be more of a showcase for him. I will, I will say that people don't understand what Jay White has been doing for the last few years, if that's the takeaway. Right. Because I vividly remember being in the building for him versus Juice Robinson, and a big part of the reason why Juice Robinson got over the way he did in America is because of Jay White and the great deal work he did. And so I think the point of putting him in a ring with somebody like with like Commander is to 
let Jay White give him this platform to make him look better and make people like him. And then Jay White does what he does. He snatches the win away at the end because he's the heel here. He's the bad guy. Um, yeah, I, and, I, and I'm not disagreeing with that because I think that that probably, to me, would have been a great like second showcase for Jay White. Um, I think that I would have just, in this scenario, I think exposing Jay White to a new audience, I think I would have wanted to see Jay White just Jay White out there and to not have a scenario where we're talking about his opponent. Because at the end of the day, I think Commander came out of it, even though he lost, Commander came out of it with all of the discussion. Commander got the all Commander. elite rep. Yeah. You know what I mean, he's Commander. He's the, the guy with the, with the crowd pleasing moveset, and he's going against a guy that beats you by being methodical and, and countering mm -hmm. you. That's how and, it was supposed to go. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I just think people put too much stock into this oh well you got to look good in every win you got to yeah. come in and, and, and beat everybody in your first few matches that's mm -hmm. kind of not what jay white's character is so why would you expect right. that and I, I i like this more than just putting him in there with a random enhancement guy and then them getting beat like mm -hmm. i don't yeah. want to see like that squash match showcase shit like i want to see some wrestling Tony Khan, you know, he's going to, he's like dream matches, put these dream matches on. Let's do Commander and Jay White. When it first was announced, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I don't know if Jay White, I think I was having the reservations that Will Washington is saying, but then seeing the match. I like the match. Said, it's like, yeah, no, it's it's for the showcase. And then Jay White comes at the end. Fucking yeah. Takes and then, like I said, it ended up being more of a showcase for Commander. And it, Commander mm -hmm. became the topic of wrestling Twitter all day, for better or worse, on Thursday. Um right because that's how uh, that's how most things work but you know he did get the all elite graphic and commander got to have uh what i thought was um again if the intention here was to showcase commander then i think that that was the right if call commander's in the match he's being showcased i don't give a fuck who's I, on the i'm other pretty side sure that was the intention of this match. yeah totally. um and then you know, obviously he's feuding with so Jay White's feuding with Ricky Starks right now, mm -hmm. and uh, I think momentum-wise for Ricky, so some are looking at it as you know, is this a hot enough person for Jay White to be involved with? But like, Ricky Starks just beat Chris Jericho at the last pay per view, right. so like this should be more of a okay, is Ricky Starks is he on the right path? Is this something yes. that, um, and I think. You can kind of answer positively for both in that this is this works out for Ricky Starks because Jay White was a hot name, a name people were talking about, a hot free agent. And on the other side of that, Jay White needs somebody with some credibility in AEW. And here we have Ricky Starks who literally just beat Chris Jericho, beat yep. him, didn't lose to him at all, beat him uh, clean twice. Right. And Two times. Yeah, beat, beat him twice, walked away. From the feud, it didn't last too long. Everybody was worried that he was going to get sucked into the Jericho vortex. Mm. <clears throat> but like Ricky Starks actually just beat Chris Jericho two times, and it's done. Yeah, it's a rarity. And so like now that it's Starks and uh, and Jay White, I think that's almost the right combination for those two. Feels like it. Yeah, that yeah. feels like the craziest part to me of them being like Ricky Starks. I'm like, but Ricky, you guys all want Ricky Starks to win. Right. This is how he wins with the big that, feud yeah. against Jay White. I yeah, I don't know. I I think it's it's turning into this weird catch twenty two for people that want to look for something to complain about. It's yeah. like, wait, if if Ricky loses this, then it's bad. But wait. Jay White just debuted, so he has to win. It's like they're just waiting for the outcome of this to go either way for them to go. It's bad. It's mm -hmm. like, but no, 
Ricky should come out of this looking good. That's the trajectory Ricky has been on all year. So I'm confused. If anything, I would say that the the juice and Jay White stuff is convoluted and it kind of has made Ricky get lost in the sauce a little bit. Uh, yeah, that, I agree with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I can see that um, because I mean, because the whole idea was, of course, to start it as Ricky and uh, and juice. and juice and then juice gets uh, or then that was to lead to juice bringing in Jay White. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm bang, hoping. Bang, bang. You know, to me, I think the next step should be kind of the thing Jay White and Ricky Starks both do best, which is promo. Right. Yep. Put yep. these guys on the mic in the ring like soon, like this mm-hmm. week. That's this week. That would be my my next step here is to to keep the momentum going with these guys <laughs> and really have these guys go at it verbally. I think people, again, the dynamite audience needs to be exposed to what Jay White brings verbally because I, I think agree. that that's where he that's his big draw <clears throat> that's his big draw. Mm-hmm. and then yeah, also um, we've already seen ricky starks get to have those moments he just had it with mjf but to have it in a more and, and he's had it with chris jericho uh but those are more smarmy heels but now to take it to a more intense heel i think uh would be a good test for the type of heels ricky starks can work with yeah, yeah, I also uh, think like right now most of the top players are in feuds already. You can't put them in the title picture. Exactly. Let's focus on the pillars. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the, the lead is in something. Uh, Adam Cole is in something. So it's a perfect spot for him with Ricky Starks. That's somebody yep. on the rise. Okay. They both will get a rub off each other. I don't see what the problem is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's clear as day. People that are rushing to criticize this. Uh, I think it's pretty clear they didn't expect to get Jay White at this point in the year. Mm-hmm. And they're just trying to adjust on the fly Uh, because I mean we heard for almost the entire year that he was going somewhere else and then all of a sudden we didn't so I just think plans changed and they're trying to adjust that's all that happened everyone was under the impression that Jay White was going to WWE like we said on this podcast like we were all like that's the plan so for him like like three weeks ago we believed he was going to WWE and now he's in AW I think for that to be able to come in with a good feud with Ricky Starks I think it's great and uh time will tell there's so much time so many things so many contenders like jay white's gonna be fine we we talked about this on ask rhapsody without you will but do you think now because sean spears is now looming around do you think he is going to join bullet Bullet club gold why not again yes exactly i don't know i don't know i i kind of feel like when he was when i saw him in the crowd i was like is this where we're going I I don't hate they it. In already. <laughs> they jumped him in already. They jumped I mean, him in. I don't know. Could be. I personally don't oh, hate no. it because I think I think he's at his best when he is like a heelish henchman. I think the stuff he was doing with MJF was some of the best stuff he did with AEW. Right. Um, so I wouldn't mind it. Uh, but at the same time, I'm like, Ugh. are we sure? Yeah, because someone was asking us to like, who else do we think in AEW could join Bullet Club Gold? And Dang, the more you think about it, it's like nobody else left to, to fill in that role. Yeah. Unless ELP come early. I think he yeah. could fill fill that role if he uh, comes over here. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like that's what they're heading with it in, in general, of having that little split. Because, um, you know, that's his boy. He never liked it, David Finley. He mm-hmm. always was a uh, Jay White guy. You know right. what I mean? So you kind of see it happening. But 
if he doesn't come over, I mean, Sean Spears, I guess, could fill in. I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still thinking about the idea of Sean Spears being jumped in. I'm thinking about don't be a menace. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. In this world, if you can't swim, you bound to drizzle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and G, I the G is game. If you can hang, you got to get out the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, I know. <laughs> Now, but uh, real quick on Mander, though, too, we'd be remiss if we didn't bring up Triple I Mania. The main event was crazy. Mm -hmm. Commander, Vikingo, Rich Swan, Swerve in uh, absolute flip fest spots everywhere. Everybody sounded like a righteous reg match. It was for me. They booked it for me. Two pillars of black wrestling, Rich Swan and Swerve. My yeah. two favorite luchadors in the world. Everybody just flipping and spinning and just getting their shit off. It was a beautiful man event. Uh, Mexico, Swan was on his shit, hitting all his stuff. Swerve was going insane. Like, if you haven't seen this match, please go back Amazing and watch match. it. Man. Amazing match. Wrestling. I love it. It's too many spots, honestly. I've seen so many flips and spots. <laughs> I, I, too, too many spots. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Reg. Uh, maybe you I like Rod. Where's Randy Orton? I need a Randy Orton match to come and <laughs> clean my palate real quick. <laughs> you did like a top rope, uh, uh, a shooting star press? I'm outside. saying. Yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> it was going nuts. No, good shit. And then I watched that swerve in uh, Nick Wayne match from Defy. Very Ooh. good. Great shit. Uh, amazing work. Storytelling. Yeah, All very, very around. Good. Swerve is on a shit. I'm very excited about seeing Nick Wayne in AEW very soon. So. And a lot of good wrestling out there, my people. A lot of good wrestling. Speak, speaking yeah. of Swerve, I said this in the booking for what I think they should do at All In. I yeah. am now on the agenda for Osprey versus Swerve at All I like In London. Do mm-hmm. it. Just do the match. I'm saying. We, we all went in with that because that's crazy right there. Uh, let's see. We got um, Jake Salazar says, So, what if Omos wins? Also, uh, no, Reg Brock Lesnar wanted to beat Omos because he doesn't like people of color. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, I think, I think the funniest thing about all of this is I think Rollins is going to have a great match with Omos. I think he's going to give Omos his best match to date because that's what Rollins does, but that's why they keep doing this. But that's the point I've been making, y'all. Mm-hmm. for the longest uh, boy watching people say things that i've been saying for a long time for the past <laughs> week has been one of the funniest things i've seen at some time and it's all right man just say i was right man it's all right, <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> uh mr midnight says love the show guys still trying to get my voice back from the hawks game last night hey i'm there with you trying to get a voice back uh next time y'all in atlanta food is on me saying mm. less sorry i'm trying to be in atlanta stone too man on the real yeah there's a um there's a battle slam event coming up here Oh yeah, weekend, I think right? that's uh, tomorrow. This weekend, tomorrow, I think. yeah, it's yeah tomorrow. tomorrow. Shout out to the homies at Battle Slam. Uh, they got a lot of great, dope matches going on there. So, super cool. Yep. Yeah. Uh, got Monkey D Cam says, "What year do you guys classify as the modern era of professional wrestling?" I know eras can be defined by either a passing of the torch rather than. Uh, the changing of a calendar year for your feel better will. I think modern era to me it begins 2018. Mm-hmm. I think um, to me the start of the modern era is all in. 
I think that changed so much in terms of professional wrestling. I think it changed the landscape of how WWE does things. Mm -hmm. And obviously it led to the launch of uh, another company that saw people moving elsewhere. And I think it's seen the advent of new styles on TV. Now, to me, I think it's 2018 is the modern. I think the previous era ended in 2018 to me. Mm -hmm. I would say 2017 because I do you account in like the boom for what New Japan? New Japan, was, yeah, for mm -hmm. all of the stuff that came from Ring of Honor that became All In and yeah. and AEW. I would say 2017, and I yeah, because like, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like SmackDown was in a in a really good place in 2017. I feel like um, a lot 2017, of 2017. That was Jinder Mahal who um, they but started I mean, you to. Still, you still had AJ on the rise in 2017. Yeah, you had a lot of good stuff going. I mean, I would say 2017. Yeah, I agree okay. with that. Let's see that. Yeah, with the New Japan stuff for sure, because that was kind of like I think that's when like everybody other than WWE was like, we gotta kick the shit into gear. We gotta get on to the next way up. 2017 wasn't a bad year for WWE, I would say. I don't think it was a bad year for them. Um, and honestly, like the, uh, I don't know. I mean, because then I could even start to go back to 2016 because like 2016 really felt like the year, that was the year that WWE decided to kind of adopt the, the PWG style tag match mm -hmm. um, that uh, really helped put like the Usos and uh, New Day on the map as a rivalry yeah, and well. uh, <clears throat> so, like, thinking about that, I think that the, yeah, pro I mean, you could even say 2016 was probably, like, the start of the modern era. I guess, yeah, the mm -hmm. second brand split was really where things kind of started to, to go in the direction that they are today. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like things are so different than it was then. Like, I don't look at anything from 2016 the way I look at it today. Like, there's right. nothing like uh, Tribal Chief Roman Reigns back then like it's a completely mm -hmm. different character than anything we saw at that time period but like that's why i was said 2019 because he's been the tribal chief since 2020 so i feel like i can comfortably say that this era really started to come into its own around that period yeah i, I just had to do a quick googles i agree with the 2017 only because that's around the time for nxt that's when they really started like taking yeah, off NXT. adam cole and yeah. the era yeah. and all those tag teams and great matches and then, like you said, following up to 2018 with all, all it and continuing on from that, I think 2017 is a good start part, start point, yeah. starting point for the, for the new modern era. Yeah. All right. That's, that's good. The 2016, 2017, we'll say yeah. that that's yeah. the modern era of professional wrestling really began around that time period. That's kind uh, of a long time for this month. When, when do you think it's going to change? What do you think is going to be the next thing? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know, right? Because like a lot of these guys are in their prime and cooking, but at the right. same time, and a lot of these guys are signing long-term deals, right? Brian Cage yep. just announced that he signed a five-year deal. FTR mm -hmm. signed a four-year deal. Um, you know, has uh, this always we, been a thing? I feel like there's always been like one, two-year contracts, or has it always been like four or five years? Uh, it's usually a three-year deal. Like AEW signed three-year deals with options, but now it's just like a straight-up here's four years, here's five years. Um, so a lot of these guys we're seeing are going to be around a long time but at the same time there's there's a lot of young talent out there yeah and uh <clears throat> and like aew is literally doing a a feud around the the pillars right now they're doing a uh, a feud that's straight up centered around young or four young guys so mm -hmm. um i don't know what the next era is going to look like honestly because i couldn't have pictured this era True. at all 
I could not have pictured this whatsoever. It's interesting to think about when back on RBR uh, in 2009, I interviewed Scrap Daddy uh, Adam Pierce. Mm -hmm. I interviewed uh, the Ring of Honor World Champion Tyler Black. Um, and just having those guys on the show, I don't recall thinking at all that they would be regular fixtures on mainline WWE TV today. And like, couldn't have imagined Adam Pierce would just be, you know, authority figure, like the authority figure. Mm -hmm, everybody right. knows Adam Pierce. You know, when Adam Pierce shows up, he's going to announce something big and, uh, you may like it, you may not. And it's on Raw and SmackDown. Like, who would have guessed Adam Pierce is going to be that guy? Uh, and then say Seth Rollins was not a guy I pictured even having it for WWE TV. I was convinced that Seth Rollins was almost too indie. I thought that at the time. I thought, you know, Seth Rollins, you know, he's he's an indie guy. He wrestles in indie style. He is an indie wrestler. And he's good at it. But I don't know what I see for him on WWE TV. And he's proved me wrong. Um, as a I mean, fact, around that time, I thought that Brian Danielson, when they signed Brian Danielson, I was like, this is the worst idea they ever did. Like, <laughs> there's no way he's going to make it here ever. Yeah, no, they, they adapted really well. As a matter of fact, you know, the thing about Rollins is, if anything, he kind of adapted uh, WWE. He kind of made things adapt to his style. Yeah. Good example. He had a match with The Miz this week. Mm -hmm. uh, some are calling it one of the best matches of Miz's career. Yeah, and, a lot of people. Yeah, that's what Rollins does. I and meanwhile, Seth that, Rollins but... is just like, for, for you, it was one of the best matches of your career. But for me, it was Monday. It was just Monday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Nothing out of the ordinary for Rollins. He's like, yeah, pretty regular match for me. Shout out Street Fighter the movie, which I think I have on Blu-ray somewhere around my desk yeah, right here. Um, yeah. but the thing with the Miz, though, that people need to stop with, no one ever says Miz is a bad wrestler. He's not. He's just boring and not. nobody really wants, nobody cares to see him do anything. Right. I don't. I don't think that it's that he's look at boring. the artwork on this. By the way, this Blu-ray freaking this is the best. Mm. Jean Claude Van Damme should have gotten an Oscar for this movie. <laughs> not about an Oscar, you talking crazy? <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, haven't you seen his inspirational speech mm -mm. talking about who wants to go home and who wants to go with me? Mm. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah. Well, stay. Uh, nah, I don't know about Oscar. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't. I don't think Miz is boring though. I just think that Miz hit a period where. Um, the same old, same old wasn't working for him no more. I think him as a heel was good for a while, and then they tried to yeah. turn him face, and that was the worst thing they could have done. Nobody all wants to baby face Miz. <laughs> yeah, all of that stuff with Shane just was a complete oh. disaster for him, oh, and you had man. to turn him heel again, and they haven't really managed to do anything that interesting with him since. Uh, yeah. But I wouldn't say he's boring. I think he's entertaining when he's given something interesting to do. He just hasn't been given something interesting to do in a long time. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm about to say, yeah, I've always been a Miz fan. I feel like uh, I enjoyed him for a very long time. He's, I always say he was very durable wrestler. Um, he never really got into hurt. He, he stayed in his pocket and gave you great matches from time to time. But what happened is that as you add more wrestlers to the roster who's doing more and you never change anything about what you do, yeah. then you kind of like fall out of favor, like with the, with the crowd. Like you're doing mm -hmm. the same things over and over again. Uh, people are gonna start calling you boring. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna happen. 
Like he's been doing I, the same match structure since 2010, right. bro. Like we gotta, yeah. we gotta. I mean, I, I, to me, I think Miz just he regressed in a way that he didn't need to, and they feel comfortable with that. Um, right. And I like, I thought that you know that run he had in 2016, 2017 with the Intercontinental Title on SmackDown, mm -hmm. and then everybody always points to the Brian promo on from Talking Smack. But I think that one of the things that I feel more comfortable talking about that I think um, is a little underrated is the run on Raw from 2017 where he had the Miz Tourage and uh, I thought that was a good run for him and yep. he was really proving himself having some great main events having the matches with Roman all of that stuff um, and then somewhere along the way it was like right around the time they brought John Morrison back they were like you know what Let's bring this back to and, Yeah, and you know what, though? I was looking forward to that because I was like, there's a story to tell there. John Morrison uh, has beef with Miz. Like, you could really tell a story and make uh, John Morrison a top baby face here, and you could make Miz be his foil. And they were like, nope, we're going to take the two of them back to what they were doing. Trip stick. Yeah, they're going to go back to 2008. Uh -oh. They're going to go back. <laughs> they are going to go oh. back to the stuff that they were doing at the infancy of their main roster main event runs. And mm -hmm. like, this is stuff that neither of them needed to be doing. And I thought that they fully regressed these characters to right. where Miz looked for the longest time and has looked for the longest time, like the geek that he was in 2008, 2009. Yeah. And I thought you guys did the work to mm -hmm. get him there in 2016, 2017. And then we're like, actually, he, yeah. he's better Let's off do, just uh, being... parody rap music videos with him and john uh, morrison like no man. i mean you just I, you just reminded mr raj was dope i did like mr yeah. raj a lot mm -hmm. uh, but yeah no nah, the stuff with morrison was a complete waste of morrison um yeah, shout out to morrison by the way he just won a big mma fight or something right boxing morrison, morrison getting, getting his shit off boxing. yeah no, he he shit all the way off yeah shout out to him. um mm -hmm. but yeah no nah, i they, slow -mo. yeah <laughs> they wasted his return with all that Miz stuff, and it was just like once they linked him with Miz, they wouldn't do anything else. Um, even when Miz got hurt, they still were still keeping him linked. It just, yeah, I didn't like any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't like any of it. It was bad. Yeah, I agree. I think that they didn't. John Morrison said he's the only one that's won a fight out of all the wrestlers. He can. He's the only <laughs> one that can do that. Like John Morrison was. Well, let Bobby yeah. Fisher heard that. Bobby you Fish. beat up the uh, epic mill time <laughs> guy, though, my bro. Like, I don't know if you can. Can you count that? You can count it, but it's hey, man, a little a bit different. A dub is a dub. A dub is a dub. A dub is a dub. Uh, let's see. We got a. Uh, we got a couple more that I want to read. Uh, let's see. Almost there. Sorry, I want to make sure that I get uh, everything. Oh, Moss there. While we're waiting for you to get there, got to get into what my man is doing with with for your wear and how dope that is. And Most yeah, definitely, let's talk about that. Show oh. shirt showing up all over the place. Every mine in person, though. By the way, thank you. I yeah, really yeah, yeah. appreciate that. No that problem. was uh, that was really special. I really appreciated that. Thank you. No how did you get with the uh, the the team over there? Them young guys and Victor and them young people over there in the the wrestling club and Victor. Yeah, I was uh I always hit up uh Victor and, and you know see how he was doing if it's anything I could do, um and then eventually Brian H right H Waters is like hey Victor they might drop in the merch I think he should hit you up, and then me and Victor started talking and find the ways that we can help the kids and you know how to do the splits and everything like that, and that's just how I got started like for your wear it just came out of nowhere honestly Phil could tell you 
Um, I did custom t-shirts on the side during the pandemic <laughs> for people around here. And then it just slowed up as everybody started going back outside. And I like, I try to find another way to do this. And then when what a maneuver fell out and a lot of our people was looking mm-hmm. for ways to drop merch, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I could do that. You know, I could fill in that void as you know, other people are busy and things of that nature. So from there, start working with different people. And then the wrestling club is one of the big ones that we're working with. And it's great to have those kids uh, helping them out. Because for a while, and I don't know if anybody noticed, and I don't know if you like talking about it. For a while, Victor was paying out of pocket for Uber and all this other stuff to help bring these kids to these events and planning all, right. all that outside of the fundraiser he did for the wrestling, um, for WrestleMania. So this is a way of them getting funding outside outside by fans and helping to get them to where they need to get to and, like, and traveling and all the plans that they have for them and you know merch in general for them. So it was great working with the wrestling club for sure. Um, later on, we brought on other wrestlers, of course, Osha Edwards. We've done Trisha Dora right now, has the shirts with us as well. Mm-hmm. And then we did Big Swole recently in the beginning of March, around my birthday, we dropped Big Swole. Um, and now I can also say that uh, we're dropping today, actually, we're going to be having the Hall of Famer Jazz as part of Ooh, Were as well. So yeah. we'll be doing things with her as well. To, so we're about to That's drop her hard. merch. So when we get off air, you head over to foyerware.com and see some of her new merch as well. So that's what we've nice. been doing. I'm trying, oh, I'm trying to build this up. It's going faster than I expected. I ain't going to hold you. <laughs> but Yo, I'm trying to have some for us, not just us, but for everybody. Because one of the main things I'll say is that when people used to do like t-shirts or like spring tees and all that stuff, you get like $4, $5 back. And I was thought that was wrong because this is your brand. You should be getting the majority of the profit. Like they're selling t-shirts for $25. Five dollars profit ain't much. So I also try to make sure that everybody get paid what they should be getting paid mm-hmm. on my end for what they're doing. Because this is your brand. You know what I mean? So that's what's another inspiration behind doing all this as well. Is making sure that the brands get paid what they're supposed to. Because I also have a podcast, The Mixed Tag Show with Jenna. You're supposed to be coming back mm-hmm. in the summer. And we always saw like, you know, $5. <laughs> what are we going to do with that? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So I always try to make sure that everybody get paid right on the other side as well. Nah, man. Love Definitely got to give you your credit on that. Seeing the the wrestling club shirt show up everywhere. Cody mm. had it rocking Yo. it this week. Yeah, uh, signing the belts. Uh, Tyler Halliburton. Come on, man. It's right. Mm, it's a lot of people. Tyler Halliburton. Big time. And uh, it's a great shirt too. Like I've got the, yeah. the white. I've got the white one, and it's a. Um, it's one of my favorite shirts I wear. Like it's a good quality shirt. It's good mm-hmm. quality wear. The print on the sleeve is always dope. And look, you're talking to a guy who just bought an NWO shirt that had a <laughs> WWE logo on the front, which, by the way, I'm told isn't controversy. Gonna isn't going to happen again. I'm told that certain NWO members were not happy about that. Send, send, send Will a new shirt. Uh, <laughs> send Will shirt. Send bro. him a new shirt, bro. They send. did. <laughs> that's the other part i like to be like will said i like to be interactive with our customers so that way they can feel you know if something's wrong if i can fix something i can fix it on the, on the fly so that's what another thing is you know we order from other places we ain't got that kind of communication with the people right and you gotta wait yeah. like two three months for something that you ordered mm-hmm. and you want it so Mm-hmm. Man, speaking speaking of mixed tag show, I just think it's funny too because I feel like it's long overdue you being on this show. Uh, and, <laughs> Here we go. And, and just just <laughs> oh oh I, shit okay yeah no, just, no <laughs> I was on your show before our show existed 
and that turned into people trying to dunk on your boy because that's what people try to do. Yeah, that, um, was, a, that was a very interesting time. They try to get my guy Phil all the way out of here. Oh, we made not, enemies that day. Not, 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 <laughs> the, not the first time, certainly won't be the last time. Straight um, up. <laughs> but no, I gotta give you credit for always um, putting a lot of dudes on and giving people a platform, man. Because you, you were doing that with the IG show, you're doing that with you guys' podcast, man. Right. So big salutes to that. No, I appreciate. Yeah. That's always been a yeah. thing. Like we met in the group that was supposed to be about uplifting each other, me, you, and Reg. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we always was in that group, and from there, I always been. That's the way I always wanted to be. It's like uplifting each other. I never understood. Like it's a big enough table for all of us to eat. I don't understand why there's gotta be. I need elbow room. Like no, nah, we eating. We good. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We good. Yeah. That's how we try to be with everybody. Yeah, big shout out to Brian H. Waters, by the way. Bro. Yeah, Brian yeah, H. Shout out Brian. Man. Just mm-hmm. a solid Brian. dude, man. Everybody out here doing good, man. I, I'm, Try, I'm loving yeah, the good, space man. that we're in. I always say, Phil and I talked about this for years, wanting to be in this space. You guys doing this, Grapsity, Cam doing this thing, like everybody existing and just for the culture and just doing something super dope. So it's great to see. When I see that TWC logo uh, everywhere, it's yeah. like inspiring, man. It's it's really inspiring. So yeah, shout out I'm to you for that. I'm be a part of that. We got more stuff coming as well. Um, we always try to find ways to find ways to help the kids in, in general. It just be that tape with the school sometimes, man. Just, yeah. <laughs> but we trying. We trying. Man, why am I about to cry? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jabari, yo, shout yeah, out to yeah, Jabari, yeah. Jabari, man. Yeah. No, he got a store as well for your wear, so check out his yeah. store as well. Yeah, shout uh, out to yeah, Jabari. Just seen Jabari in January went out to Atlanta, man. Uh, Tyrone Kid says, "Hey guys, feel better, Will. Also, shout out to Miss Monet, who's having an incredible uh, fun in Japan." Any chance Bailey Martinez might be a thing to look for soon? She did tweet that name out. Uh, <laughs> what is this, Will Washington? Why are these WWE wrestlers playing these games up here, man? Um, I will say this: I did see other tweets that were like, "Hmm, wonder what that means." Um, mm. I seen Mariah May say, "Man, I love Stardom. Maybe your friend would like Stardom too." And I was like, "Hmm, what do you mean mm. by that? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean by that?" Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. I mean, look, I think wrestlers need to stop playing the free agent game um, because I've noticed that the only actual people headed toward free agency are the ones who are the quietest about it. Exactly. Nobody's (laughs) loud when it's real. Right. Like when it was uh, when Adam Cole was leaving, he didn't say a damn word. It was just like, oh, shit. He just showed up on the other side. He took mm-hmm. all the means, listened to everything they had to say. He was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll see y'all later. Yeah. <laughs> when, Let me get this quick game Brian da- mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, Brian Danielson, he actually had an exit storyline, but he himself was fairly quiet. He wasn't mm-hmm. saying nothing, right? But so see, the I other don't hand- think that he was quiet because I think when, when you look back at that time period, it's not that surprising that he left. He was saying yeah. all this other stuff like, man, I didn't have fun at WrestleMania. Like, hey, I'm looking at what they're doing over there. I kind of want to do that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but he wasn't doing that. He wasn't quite doing like the FTR thing, right? Where it yeah. was like, no. No, no. Uh, hey, let's, you know, like at this point now, when I know, when I hear somebody talking about their ta- tra- contract coming up, talent, free agency, stuff like that, I'm like, okay. Yeah. What are you up to? Oh yeah, what are you saying here? Why are you blacking out your Twitter page? Why I hate that they're Why trying to trick WWE? us because we can't be tricked anymore, you guys. We saw all the tricks. I mean, all the tricks are done. I mean, I will say that some of the people that you would think are happy there 
are probably not happy there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the thing yeah, is that the people who are actually like planning on making moves, they're doing so in in silence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like I said, real G's move in silence. <laughs> uh, let's see. Zucker Tuba says, uh, who would you want to see take the belt off Hater if she were to challenge in the main of All In? Um, and with Tony invested in Epic, uh, will we see AEW in Fortnite? <laughs> uh, I don't know if they have that much of a relationship. Um, but I mean, he mentioned that he, you know, obviously purchased some stock in Epic. I think that was the, the story before. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think that, like, the biggest story they have is Brit, um, where she could turn heel and take the belt off of Hater, and then you run Hater and Brit at All In. Um, I don't know if there's enough time for that. I mean, All In is still four months away, so you could. You talk but, about yeah. turning Brit heel after Austin. You can't. You can't turn heel after after Austin and grabbing for her man and the soap opera of <laughs> please <laughs> save <laughs> me, <laughs> save <laughs> me, Austin. Why? Did you? Did so? I take it you did not like that segment, Rich. Not at all. Zero percent. I hated it. I actually thought it was good, and I let her go. Please don't. No, let her go. Come on, you guys. Let her go, Jericho. I'm 38 let years old at this point. I don't want to see this shit. Uh, I see that they're trying to get, you know, they're trying to tell stories for the reality show, but tell it in a better way. Don't make me look like a dumb idiot yelling Austin. Uh, they said the real names. It's real. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, Paul, I, I hurt I, my legs, Paul. Yes. But I mean, this is this is Brit in uh, in Pittsburgh. This was the best way to get heat on Jericho and get heat mm-hmm. on Outcast. I actually think it's the best thing the Outcasts have done since they've been together. Yeah. Um, that visual of them coming from under the ring to accept the the uh, Kindle stick, I thought was really good. I thought the caning and everything was great. Um, yeah, it was over dramatic, but it's wrestling. I mean, they I just did a little too to much. I didn't. I I think there were some elements that I liked. I liked the like you said that visual of them showing up under the ring jericho handing them the kindle stick but just the over dramatics of austin save me and don't yeah. touch her and yeah. uh you know the smooth criminal yeah. intro of smooth leave criminal. her alone <laughs> leave her alone moonwalker um, um yeah i don't know if you guys saw tony storm i think on her ig she shared the video of them under the ring like laughing and stuff and i thought that was funny um Soraya this week uh getting all of the <laughs> All the wear out of that black eye picture she can. It's also funny. Um, is funny. But the, the highlight of the entire episode was Mama Baker not letting that towel oh, go. Yeah. She was like, nah, you are not getting this towel, Saray. Get the fuck out of here. She was not playing along. She's like, the camera's watching too. You are not nah. getting this out of my hand at all. Mom, Mama Baker was not going, bro. This is not a script. I'm yeah. not giving this up. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was great. But uh, on, on All In, I don't know if it would be time. I wonder when is Thunder Rosa going to be ready? Like, because I think that's probably the best storyline they could do with Hater outside of Brit is Thunder Rosa coming back and having claiming her, her shit, mm-hmm. claiming her 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 title shot. Um, mm-hmm. But we don't know when she'll be ready to wrestle. Yeah, um, maybe by September. Um, but I, I threw out the idea: if you do it by September, um, if you wanted to do a clever nod to the original All In, you could do a four corner survival match, and it could be. Britt Baker versus Jamie Hayter versus Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. All the people that were in the midst of the interim deba- debacle and uh-huh. the controversy from that. 
Aha. That's interesting. Yeah, I would like going... to just I just feel like I want to see Jamie Hader at all in have a single one-on-one. story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A single story that centers around her. I uh, gaming... I was, I was, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut out your draw. No, go ahead. I was gonna go opposite way. I was gonna say if they finish this whole storyline with Jade, that'd be a good uh follow up for her because mm-hmm. she's she got the best record right now amongst the women and after the, you have the uh, title she has now, the TBS title, the next step is going for the world title, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. by the time yeah. it gets to All In, it should be time. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, so, All Out. Like you you think, All in. Do you think Taya? <laughs> well, there's going to be both. Yeah, right. There's going to be both. Oh, yeah. We got Taya <laughs> coming up. Taya is a mystery. Right. That's Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. So she might. I know Taya winning that. She has to. Like, you think so? Long, does she? I don't know how long. How much longer do you, do you do this? Like, who do you have beat Jay then? If it's not Ty? I don't know. that's the uh, thing though. Who do you have beat? Jay? Is Ty the one to beat Jay? Because like, there's something that comes along with beating Jay. You don't just get the championship. You beat a streak. You like, there's a lot going right. on. So I don't know if Ty is the one to carry that on. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I feel I, like I, they want. I feel like the crowd wants. Um, I don't know how much longer. Chris Statlander's out because I feel oh, like that's every time we talk about Jade, someone's like Chris Statlander. Chris Statlander. I'm like, do you yeah, know how long Chris Statlander's yeah. gonna be out? I, she, I don't yeah, even know. Yeah, I, it's been about a year. Last year, right? She got no, it was the mid- middle of last year. It's it been was, a minute. Middle, middle. Yeah, okay. yeah it was right after Double or Nothing. So, okay. I mean, yeah, I I would assume Layla is closer than Chris Statlander because Chris Statlander was closer to the end of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe Layla was April when she tore ACL. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Gaming from Canada says, "What up, guys? Feel better, Will, and hope everyone else is doing all right." That that WrestleMania, the arcade game, it Ooh. is <laughs> WrestleMania, the arcade game behind me. Again, I've been having fun changing out the game uh, on the arcade behind me as my my current shtick. Uh, and today, the last week at the end, I was like, you know what? At the end of after the week, you, you got a lot of people heard me have the epiphany in real time where I'm like. I haven't done a wrestling game yet. I've done Street Fighter, I've done Mortal Kombat, I've done Ninja Turtles. I did X-Men last week. Oh, but I have not done anything wrestling and there's a lot of wrestling options. Um, you might even see the old Royal Rumble uh, from the Dreamcast arcade game up there. Throw that up at some point. Uh, I'll have fun with it. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we look back at it, all of it really didn't really, everything before PlayStation was just like, Mm. Yeah. Um. So, like, for me with wrestling games, um, you know, obviously, <laughs> WrestleMania, the arcade game, was not a simulation. This is Mortal Kombat with pro wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, but it was, like, cool to see at the time because, like, you had the digitized wrestlers and mm-hmm. you're throwing, like, fireballs, like Shawn Michaels is throwing out hearts. Like, this right. was actually... <laughs> actually wasn't bad. It was fun. Uh, but then, like... They tried to do a second one, right? They released that In Your House game. In Your House, yeah. In Your House. PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at the same time In Your House came out, WCW did the smartest thing imaginable, which was in Japan, they're mm-hmm. coming up with all these wrestling simulation games. They're in 3D, and they have a more realistic feel. What if we just bought one of those games and just changed out all the wrestlers to American wrestlers mm-hmm. and release it as actually they barely even did that because it was WCW versus the world and it had all the international wrestlers and the WCW wrestlers and it was literally just virtual pro wrestling they just reskinned it 
that turned out to be the smartest idea imaginable yeah. because it was the quickest turnaround time for development. The games were critically acclaimed. Meanwhile, here's WWF who's like, okay, let's try and build our own 3D games. And they built Attitude, they built Warzone and Attitude and all those. Terrible. They did, they did not compare. And Terrible. They, they were having to manage that stuff from the ground up. Meanwhile, THQ over here with WCW games is like, yeah, there's a new virtual pro wrestling. Oh, cool. That means we got a new WCW game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, I, I played that on, in, on Nintendo 64 for uh, WCW mm -hmm. versus the world. If I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah, the, the, there was a WCW versus NWO World Tour on um, N64, and then they had Revenge. And then WWF was like, we need a piece of that. And they ended up getting the THQ license. Then they got WrestleMania 2000 and No Mercy. And WCW was stuck having to rebuild from the ground oh. up with EA. They had Mayhem and Backstage Assault. That Terrible. shit sucked. That oh, shit sucked. Yeah. But meanwhile, even the SmackDown games, the games that we're literally playing to this day with the 2K games were all based yeah. off that original SmackDown game, which was based off of a bargain bin Ja uh, Japanese wrestling game that uh, I think it was just called The Wrestling, um, but it was like a uh, it wasn't even like a top of the line wrestling game at, in Japan. It was a game that was considered like a discount like $20 style game that they bought the rights to reskinned it. It became Smackdown and that's the series we're still playing to this day. <laughs> yeah. Which is wild. just wild <laughs> that that I was game. Excited. Was... I get to pick my own destiny? What? <laughs> <laughs> the, the series that took off the strongest that became WWE's biggest. Well, because a big part of the reason why, because I know a lot of people are always like, why didn't they stick with the Aki engine that powered virtual pro wrestling, that powered No Mercy, all of that? Because WWE doesn't own it. And uh, they knew that anything that they wanted to have as theirs, because even when Ukes was eventually given the boot and WWE has had visual concepts uh, developing the 2K games ever since. Notice they got to keep the game. That Ukes didn't get to keep anything. Ukes got to keep some animations and they're using them actually in AEW Fight Forever, some of them. Uh, but the game itself, all of that belonged to WWE. They made sure this stays our property. This is an engine that we've kept this entire time. We're not licensing anybody else's engine. It's an in-house thing. Mm. They can do that. <clears throat> and that's why Fight that Forever, the game anything. that's never coming out, right? <laughs> Fight Forever will come out. I mean, look, I keep hearing that from people. I keep hearing people complaining. <sighs> this is the one thing I'll say. There's an old Shigeru Miyamoto quote that you guys have to stick by forever. Just remember, a good game can, or a delayed game can eventually be good. But a rushed game is bad forever. Mm -hmm. And so, like, if you put something out that's not ready, it's bad for the rest of time. If you can continue tweaking something, it'll you'll get there. And so I always think about that quote when, like, look, Nintendo stuff gets delayed all the time. Like, I feel like wrestling fans have been acting like they're, like, brand new to video games. Like, do you know how long a Zelda game takes? Like, anything you're building from the ground up is going to take a while. Um, but either way uh we'll we'll see somebody pointed out that the thq showcase that's coming up in august they showed a preview of it and none of it had uh, the preview did not have aw fight forever in it and that's leading people to speculate that that game probably will make it they're, they're probably not anticipating needing to show it there at that showcase right. huh. <sighs> so that's an interesting point 
Um, Can they drop like a demo in the meantime? (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Um, Will's be laughing until AI dad comes out. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Laying the Smackdown uh, wrestling and sports says, Will, what are your thoughts on of the writers going on strike? Possibly. I mean, I've lived on, I've lived through writer strikes before. We Mm. know how this goes. Um, it actually more, led to- more reality shows. Uh, more of the challenge for me. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> ruined, uh, ruined heroes. Yeah, ruined yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we know how it goes. Like at least we've seen it happen. Um, and if you never lived through a writer strike, you know that uh, some things that can happen is uh, we could start with yes, the reality shows. We had a lot more reality TV. Mm-hmm. We also had a lot more like purchased TV, like stuff from overseas that was like bought to to appease American audiences while American writers are on strike. Mm-hmm. And some of that stuff right. ended up taking off. Um, but at the end of the day, the writers deserve to get what they're what they're after. And so Yeah. If if you yeah. learned any up anything from this episode of us talking about AI and that pay creatives, man. Yeah. 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 That's it. That's it. Uh let's see. All right, so Spotify's AI DJ sounds a lot like Ice T. Mm. Uh, happening? You got DJs too? It's crazy. Hey. All right, Ben six 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 says, uh, "Who's more OP, Green Ranger or the Psycho Rangers?" Ooh, mm-hmm. the Psycho, Psycho Rangers. Rangers. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> I felt like I was going to say something controversial, but at least I had you to back me up. No, they were uh, they were stomping uh, they were stomping the Rangers out for like a whole whatever almost a month <laughs> uh let's see grim spider 93 says how y'all feel about that snowfall finale uh phil got to talk about that that was mm-hmm. wild to me much love to y'all for making my saturdays fun thanks it was, uh it was very real for a lot of people i think people were not co- prepared for how real it was going to be um i really enjoyed it i think it was a really good send-off for the show and it was a really good nod to john singleton Rest in peace to him, and thank you for everything he did for the culture. Yes. Um, Sean Tragedy says, Sentai plus Kaiju plus wrestling equals Kaiju Big Battle. I used to watch Kaiju Big Battle, actually. (laughs) Um, That was the silliest of pro wrestling, but Mm -hmm. uh, I uh, I mean, look, the announcer loud and noxious, like I was all about uh, Kaiju Big Battle. There's um, nothing wrong with silly pro wrestling, man. I've, nothing I've, at all. I've said that many times on this show. There's nothing wrong with silly pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. J Love Podcast says TK can't get the meaty men over. Well, do you guys want to talk about the meaty man? Mm. Um, mm. Because mm. Reg. Mm. 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 What happened here, Will Washington? You asking we're, me? We're going with that. <laughs> we're going with what we've been going with this week is this was always the plan, which I do agree was always the plan because of Wardlow's trajectory. I think that they just handled too much of it the wrong way. Most of my homies' reign was about QT Marshall and like Shall. QT Marshall. And it's like there was a lot of fun things here. I liked what happened. He wrestled Penta. He wrestled Phoenix. He got that car. Book up. There was a lot of fun elements to this, but I just never felt like he got to really 
get out with the shit because it was always just QT Marshall looming. So yeah, dynamite. No, I, I I haven't got to get my thoughts out about this. I was <laughs> saving it for day after dynamite and the day after yeah. dynamite didn't happen. Um, I think powerhouse Hobbs had something different that hasn't been done yet in AEW, which is to have a strong powerhouse, not no pun intended, but I'm talking about like to have somebody who is a powerhouse, who is a strong heel, have a long definitive reign. It started to happen kind of with Miro. Mm -hmm. um, I think Miro has been the closest to one, right? right. Um, and I said the moment Hobbs won the title that I thought that that should have, that I wanted to see him have a longer reign with the championship. My understanding is that this, uh, that it was always planned to be a, a six week mm -hmm. title reign. Um, and I think Reg, you've kind of got the same understanding, but yeah. that's and that they wanted to give Wardlow his moment in, in, uh, Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. But as far as this was concerned, I, I just, I wouldn't wanted to see Hobbs go with it longer to have a stronger title reign. I like the defenses against Penta. I like the defenses against Phoenix. I was in the building for the one against Penta. Um, and even him squashing Silas Young. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I just didn't think it was time yet to take the belt mm -hmm. off of him. Like, even if Wardlow was the plan to eventually him, you know, work his way back up, I would have taken my time with that. I would have wanted to see, like, if him and Arn is going to remain a combination. Um, you know, honestly, I kind of thought there was a piece of me that was watching thinking Arn Anderson, you know, if there's one thing he's most proud of seeing, it's that spine buster from Hobbs. I had like, that thought for a minute. I was like, maybe Arn's going to make the turn because there has been some talks before yeah. about the big homie being potentially linked up with Arn, but they didn't do that. They tricked us. I mean, it potentially could be a long-term thing. I don't know. It could be something happening in the end, but I did have that thought of like, okay, Arn's here, and I've heard some things before. This could potentially go this way, but it didn't. And the Hobbs thing was also just like you said about Wardlow getting his moment in Pittsburgh. That's why that was the catalyst of Hobbs winning the championship is him getting his big moment in California. There was all the shows here. He won it in Sacramento. It was a big moment. But like, I don't want to just keep having big moments just to have big moments and they don't lead to anything because that's not fun for me. I want like some substance. I want something that that's uh, that I can grasp onto and hold on to. And I don't feel like it ever really got kicked off. Yeah, yeah, I feel like AEW starting to fall into that. Um, I know with WWE, we always say the hometown is always going to lose. Mm -hmm. I feel like at AEW now, the whole town is always going to win. Right. You don't want to be that predictable when it comes down to booking everything. Like you said, giving those big moments. He um, could have waited. I think Hobbs had a lot to give with that title, and there's a lot of matches that could have happened. Um, I think they just circled back too fast. Like, And again, let's go back mm -hmm. to the rankings. If we had rankings, then we, we wouldn't circle back so fast and go right back to... Uh, to, um, to Wardlow. Wardlow, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I think it was, for me, I think the thing I like the least about it is how quickly they moved on. It was like right after uh, the match. Yeah. All right, well, Christian's here. It's like, well, mm -hmm. man, you're just going to just gloss over what Hobbs did for the last right. few weeks. Like, it was just nothing. I didn't really care for that. It was um, so fast. Like, one, two, three. All right, Hobbs is out. Bring in Christian. I was like, well, let, let the man, like, be right. sad about his loss for a second. I, I didn't even get a reaction. Else got a rematch? Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't like that part of it. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I always figured Wardlow was going to come back and win the title. Um, yeah. I always figured that's where this was going. 
Um, I think we got good things out of it. I, I enjoyed Hobbs winning the ladder match. I enjoyed him mm-hmm. uh, interrupting the press scrum and, and dropping the big ring on the, on the table. Um, I, I wish there was more to his reign. I wish his, his win got a little bit more weight, but hopefully they're going to circle back to Hobbs and do something else with him. Wasn't the biggest fan of this. I don't know. I, I don't want to say that I'm down on Wardlow. Um, I just haven't been as high on Wardlow as as I was when he was doing the Powerbomb Symphony and stuff earlier. Uh, maybe Arn is the thing to make his act more interesting because I haven't been that into it. That's another fact, yeah. He's definitely declined um, after a while. I feel like the whole Samoa Joe thing was working for a bit, but then it kind of didn't make sense. And then from there, it's just like, what are we doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it just continued down from there. They could have, I feel like he could have circled back around. I don't know, turned him heel, whatever. They should have built up his momentum again before he won it back. That yeah, totally. That should have been him losing the Hobbs should have been his switch. Like, all right, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. I lost it twice. Like, let me let me turn this back up again and, and get back either the crowd behind him or against him. Yeah, did he not, even not. have another match after he lost to Hobbs, or it was just that match and then this match? Like, he didn't yeah, he build any more for a bit. No, He didn't have no matches. He just disappeared, came back, beat up a car, and, you know. Yeah, like, I don't <laughs> necessarily mind the idea that he uh, gets the belt back, um, but mm-hmm. I would have wanted to see him kind of work his way there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, I just it, – it wasn't time. It wasn't time to um, – other than it being Pittsburgh, it wasn't time to me to have Hobbs uh, – give up the title like that when I feel like everything about him was a new act. And, uh, and I feel like I liked Hobbs's confidence with the title. He was coming off. Like like I I was digging it. You know, the fact that promo he had where he's like, I'm never losing this championship. Like I I liked, I liked it. I liked what I was seeing from Hobbs. And so no, I didn't like that ending as quickly as it did. And, uh, and hot potatoing the belt back when I feel like the belt needs, an established mm-hmm. champion for a little while, mm-hmm. and uh, but here we are. It's six weeks later. It was only a six week title reign. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I had tweeted the day he won it. I wanted to see it go to all out. And I remember that. Yeah, we that's how many times. Like, how many times did they switch hands in this year alone? Like, think about that. Like, it's like it's at least been, been like lot. like four or five times to switch hands. Right, because what Darby wanted at the beginning of this year, he wanted the first dynamite of the year. And then uh, Joe. Joe won it back a few weeks later. Then ha- then Wardlow won it back right after that. And then Hobbs won it. And then Wardlow won it back. You're right, five times. Mm-hmm. It's five times this year. And like Blue said, I don't want them. I don't want AEW to fall into this trap of like it's the person's hometown. They have to get over every time. It doesn't have to be like hometown love. That's what I think worked about the Brit angle. By the way, was that yeah. um, now that you have established kind of a good rapport with the fans to where the fans have been because that's what I was saying a couple years ago where um, I was saying AEW hadn't quite established enough goodwill to fuck over the fans. And I think mm-hmm. that that's where impact um, fell apart. Right. was that impact was like, yeah, let's fuck the fan. And we're like, people don't like you enough to do that. You don't right. have goodwill. You don't have enough goodwill with people to do that. I think you have to earn enough goodwill with the fans to where then when you screw them, it's like, it, they're still going to come back. Yeah. It stings a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, a, hey, we've had so many great moments. Damn, you got us mm-hmm. uh, right. with this one, right? And like, yeah, that's what—that's where I feel like they did that with Britt Baker, right? Where Britt Baker has had every single Pittsburgh show, whether it was the first one they did, Britt Baker beat Jamie Hayter. Um, and then, you know, she had the show where she beat um, uh, 
uh, she had that's right it was red velvet uh she had that show mm. and you know she's gotten to have these moments in pittsburgh and getting to beat these pittsburgh wrestlers or getting to beat people in pittsburgh and have these moments and so finally this week okay after five appearances in pittsburgh and she's gotten to come out on top this time let's play around with it and she got uh the outcast got one up on her they mm. got to to beat her down and that's that's how you do that once you've established enough of a good rapport with people. Right. I think now that AEW is entering, you know, it's about to go into its fifth year. Um, you can have a little bit more fun with the idea of some of the hometown stuff that, you know, they, and they have before, right? Like the CM Punk is a good example. And we're going to talk <laughs> about Punk here where Punk, you know, he, the Chicago shows were all his shows. They were pretty much his moment of getting to soak it all in. So of course that's where you had MJF beat him. Like that was right. that was smart because you had already established that rapport with the Chicago fans of always giving them big CM Punk moments, but now you lost one, mm -hmm. um, and that yeah. was you got look man, you got to give us a few albums before you get to Certified Lover Boy and drop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, you can't just you get you can't just come out the gate with fucking fans, man. You got to yeah, give you a few can't first <laughs> straight up. Yeah, and I'm the dealer first. <laughs> yeah, like you got to strike a balance. You can't get too in the habit of fucking fans, and you can't fuck fans when you're uh, when you're just getting started. And that mm -hmm. was the mistake I think Impact made because, of course, they hired um, Vince Russo to start, and that's all Vince Russo ever loved to do was like, "Hey, let's yeah, let's fuck the fans over on something." And as soon as Hated. TNA got started, he's like, "All right, let's do this, fucking fans over." And it's like, "Hey, Vince." Did you know that you joined WWF 30 years into their run? Right. And so even though you joined and that was an idea that you had from the beginning, there were decades of WWE being a family crowd-pleasing company. Mm -hmm. So that way, when you did it, it worked. But it doesn't work for a company that doesn't have goodwill with fans. And it'll never work for a company that like, doesn't. That, it didn't work for WCW because they had only been around for seven years or something. Like they, those fans weren't ready for him to come in and keep screwing them, and he did. Well, and that, they didn't like it. They hated it. Well, also all that goodwill for over the last few years had been lost because WCW yeah. did earn that with the NWO, right? Like they had right. enough good moments to where when the NWO happened, fans trusted them with this, and mm -hmm. it turned out to be a successful angle. But by end of '99. There was so much non-goodwill with fans that when Je when Vince Russo comes in, he's like, I'm going to do more of that. I'm like, no, you don't have goodwill with fans. You have mm -mm. to give people a little bit of what they want to start and then go from there. Ugh, what else did I hate in this uh, show? Oh, the beginning promo. I hated it, too. I hated it so much. I I'd like... Uh, Darby Allen is over as fuck. One of the most over per people on the entire roster. Not, not just one of the most over pillars. One of the most over wrestlers in the whole company. He got there by not doing promos, right? right. He's the right. most over person by not ever talking. So why in the fuck does he have to talk now? If he's already over, why are you giving him something to make him not over? Does it so, make sense? But I don't. I don't I'll think this, he's not I'll over say, it though. Because so I'll say this. No, I, I think yeah. people are. There's bad. Like people have a sour taste in their mouth after seeing him do what he did on Monday or Wednesday. But, which but is was he the problem with that opening shit. promo? I don't think it was him. I think so, him talking is a bad part of this. So I think um, when you look at 
Dynamite the last, uh, the last two promos he's had on Dynamite. Everybody came out saying the same thing, which was, right. damn, Darby did well. Darby really, uh, he did well in there against MJF. He did that well in the there mistake. with the mic. And I think, <laughs> I think the issue here was that, um, you know, obviously there's confidence in Darby now. There was confidence in Darby coming out of the last promo with Sting and MJF. Everybody said the same thing. Sting was good. MJF was good. Darby owned that promo. Uh, same with the first Pillars promo, where it was Make like, you know, uh, Jungle Boy was was good, uh, and Sammy did Sammy, but it was really Darby who came out of here looking the best. And I think that uh, this was more a test to see if, you know, all of those segments were controlled by MJF and Darby kind of lashing back at MJF. This was the first segment where it felt like Darby was in control, and I think that... Um, he shouldn't be in control. I, th I think it's kind of a lesson learned of like, yeah. uh, that's something he's still got to work on. He's mm -hmm. not quite there yet as somebody to control the promo. That's obviously still a thing where Max is really good at controlling the promo and mm -hmm. then playing off of somebody who gets back at him. And that's what the Darby MJF stuff has worked so far. I think the biggest issue with the promo was they just hadn't done enough since the last promo to say anything new because they weren't really saying anything new. They just went right back into, I struggled harder than you did, Jungle I Boy. Mean, I struggled harder than you did, Sammy. And they didn't establish anything new for us to kind of attach I, to. I do think they did establish something very interesting. And I wouldn't say it's new. I just think that they highlighted something that we hadn't talked about in a long time. And I think that's the Darby and Sammy feud. And, or their right. rivalry throughout the out the company, and I thought that was the best thing about the segment. Yeah. Um, the the stuff that didn't work though is it was just too long. Yeah. It was just right. way too long, and opening with a long promo like that it just didn't work. Um, and also, man, I think people are underselling how good MJF is, man. Because totally. MJF is good at not just in his matches, but in a promo, giving the other person room mm -hmm. to look good. I think yep. he's very good at not just um, finding a way to get heat on himself, but giving the baby face that's in there with him the chance to look at Because we saw that with Yuta. We saw yep. that with many other guys yep. that he's been in there with. He's just really good at it. Mm -hmm. And I think we saw that as soon as he came out when people were like, man, you just see the level of stardom when he comes <laughs> out compared to those other three guys. And I'm it's like, different. I don't think that's a revelation, though. That's kind yeah. of been the case for about a year. That's why he's champion. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not a knock on those three guys. I just think that that shows that he's ready and they're not quite ready yet. Right. And I also yeah. agree, like, just opening the show with a promo has always been like, after seeing this so many years at the other company, this is one of the reasons why I love watching AEW because I get started off with a match. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm here to watch yeah. people fight. I'm here to watch the storyline develop. I don't need to hear you talk for 20 minutes, 30 minutes yeah. in the ring. I'm sorry. That's not something that I'm particularly a, a fan of. And mm -hmm. especially in this promo, the two things I got out of it is one, everybody hate Jack Perry, and then two, <laughs> everybody loves Sammy. Like that's what yeah, came out of right, it. Yeah, and I, and I was like, I, I can respect you, too. Sammy. I don't like you, Jack. I was like, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what I got from the promo. Fuck so you, now, Jungle Boy. But I right. really respect Sammy. It's like, right. wait, what? Like, I didn't think you're this a was what bag, we were but going you put with your body this. on the line. Like, no, this is not. What <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's that is crazy we think about. But like they but all yeah. did the same thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're right. I think last week's episode where they started with the Darby and Swerve match, it was just so much better because mm -hmm. yeah, we got to the promo after that, but we started hot with a match, and I feel exactly. like starting with that long promo, it just it just didn't hit for me, man. Um, and again, I think there was stuff about that segment that I enjoyed. Like I did like 
uh, the Darby and uh, Sammy exchange, but man, it was just way too long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it was the rare time because it's only been done one other time where a match was made on the show via the opening yeah. promo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's also what I kind of hated about it. I was like, oh, this promo was just to get a match. You could have just announced the match on Twitter, Tony. Khan. But, but, but I'll say this. The logic worked here because I always hate that trope. I always hate the idea of making a main event in the opening segment. And I've always mm-hmm. hated it because I'm always of the idea that logically, what was going to happen if this promo didn't take place? Like, if I'm just taking, if I'm thinking logically in the show itself, was there just not going to be a main event? Would the mm-hmm. ma- would the show have just gone off the air if these people just hadn't happened to have this conversation in the ring? Got and so, <laughs> uh, like, oh, sorry, there's no main event here. Good night, everybody. Yeah. The show just ends half an hour early, right? So, like, that I always needed to logically make sense, and I at least appreciated here that the logic was. MJF had already had that made. They just weren't aware of it. Um, that it was he was like, I spoke to Tony Khan. He was already and he planned this tournament out um, for you guys, and this is where this is gonna happen. That it it's not that it was made in this segment. MJF came out to say it was already here. Mm-hmm. You guys are now being made aware of it. I thought that's one little point there where I appreciate over the uh, the di- I think that's just a slight difference between doing a hey you guys are arguing all right fine here's a match right now Mm. uh versus you guys are arguing well guess what it turns out there's already a match made for you guys to face each other and uh so again just it it needs to make sense if it happens or at least don't do it in the main event right um but let's see. Yeah. We got another one here from our friend Smiley. She says, "Afternoon, boys. Just checking in. About to get some tequila and chill out. Hi, really? Reggie. <laughs> Love early. you guys. Day drinking early. What's up, Tracy? Disgusting drinking tequila at whatever time it is. Right. It's two o'clock on Saturday. You gotta chill out. Honestly, drinking tequila at any time of night is gross to me. So that's where I'm what? going with this. Hi, Tracy. Like Love you, friend." You don't like tequila? No way. When tequila I was younger, um, I just. I just uh, like I'm not a Patron smell, guy. If I no. smell some Patron right now, I will throw up everywhere. <laughs> just smelling. Uh, I might drink some. Uh, what's uh, the Rocks thing? Extreme uh, Mana. Uh, the juice. Yeah, yeah, I mana. might drink some of that. If you send me some, Dwayne. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there's a picture going around of the three of us standing somewhere in Wally Mania, and that's what I was drinking. Terra Mana. The three. What's, what's the picture? Three meals. Yep. Now you know. <laughs> what picture is it, Phil? <laughs> My wife is. Uh, that's her go-to. She's a tequila drinker because I, I think most people know I don't drink. And when we went on a vacation <laughs> oh, one yeah. year, I'm sorry, I just thought about Phil saying he was gonna get the extreme mana. I just can't. <laughs> sorry, La- guys. <laughs> We went on vacation one year. She wasn't a big tequila drinker, but we went on vacation. We were in Mexico, and we were doing this tequila tasting thing in Mexico. And Mm. so they were handing all of my – so all of us were getting samples of tequila uh, and various tequila. They were showing us tequila plants, like all of this. This was dope, right? And everybody – I've done this. Yeah, and so we're all getting samples. And uh, so my wife, of course, takes all of mine because she's like, you Mm. don't drink, so I'm like – Try these, and she's like, "Damn, tequila!" It's like I was, yeah. And so 
after that, that was pretty much since the day we got back from that vacation, tequila has mm. been her go-to. You know what's funny? Yeah. The same thing happened to me. Before that, I used to drink Henny all the time. And then I took that trip to Mexico. And <laughs> they did the tequila tasting. And they, I realized you don't get headaches after tequila. Like, all right, I'm going to tequila. I, I did that brand. too because I went to uh, I went on a cruise and we stopped in Mexico and we did that same thing and that's the only time I ever tasted tequila that I liked. But I'm like, right. this tequila ain't gonna be like this in uh, Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of, of course, no expensive tequila is, is great, but nah, no turn mine is pretty. But like good. Patron and Jose Cuervo, uh, no, 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 I no, can't. no, no, no. I'm good no. Corey's uh, she drinks Espolone. That's mm. her go-to. Okay. Um, I know that because I don't drink, but I get sent out for grocery runs. So mm-hmm. that's <laughs> straight edge. You never have, right? Um, Triple that's X's. Not say, that's not to say never, but okay. uh, once I made the declaration, it's it's been since uh, freshman year of high school. Um, so, so never, basic, <laughs> never as an adult. Correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Good for you. Yeah. So that's. Nah, nah. So, so when when the, the invites are, are are sent out to send the Grapsy Boys places, send all the drinks these two guys with. Yes, right. then we'll yes. take the drink we, tickets. We, we will accept mm-hmm. all of the drinks for this guy. Big fat. And I'm always the one driving. So, because uh, WrestleMania weekend, <laughs> Phil and I were getting our shit off for sure. <laughs> oh, you guys want to drink? Hell yeah! Pass it down here, bro. Uh, let's see. Ricardo, last name TBD, says hi, fellas. Glad you're feeling better. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks for coming. Uh, and Chaos Control says, the Irish whip never made sense as a kid because I was always like, why not just stop running? That was my first, <laughs> Easy as that. That was my first mm-hmm. time until gradual acceptance. Yeah, I never I told you how I found out. I found out on UPN 9 News after uh, uh, the arrest. I, was, I think it was like SmackDown or something. And they were like, or something WWE. They're like, yeah, tune in after you know, WWE. Find out how they really do it. And they had them talking back and forth, passing info like, "Yeah, Irish Whip, clothesline." <laughs> like, what? Right on, on the UP- news? Right on UPNI news. I'm sitting there like, "What?" Destroying the business, man. <laughs> Damn, yep. kayfabe, bro. Come on. Uh, Van Twinblade says, "I'm late, but if you're going to Glory Pro next week, you can meet the wrestler formerly known as Morrison uh, by getting a meet and greet ticket right now. Get your meet and greet." For, um, He's gonna be John, Johnny Glory Pro at that show, or what? Johnny Glory. That's actually really good. <laughs> Johnny Glory. Uh, let's see. Adam Russo says, "To be fair, Jay White is a classic heel. His job is to cut off the good guy and make them look good. That's his real strength as a wrestler. Yep, yep. that's his greatest strength as a wrestler. To me. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Robert Diaz de Leon says, "Morning Kings. I'm just catching up right now, but anyone copying Macho <laughs> Man's Be a Man since it's returned for limited release? Let me tell you, Hulk Hogan is a real big punk. Is a line that Straight lives up. with me for the rest of mm-hmm. my life. Um, yeah. That man did a diss track, uh, a diss album on Hulk Hogan. That's why Macho Man is a great. Macho Man is in my top five yeah. just because of that, not because of any of the wrestling, <laughs> just because he made a whole ass record to be like, no, nah, this fool's a hoe. Terry Bollea. <laughs> Thank you. Eddie started out with the no Vaseline mm-hmm. sample. The I dig it damn. I'm glad you said it off. Mm-hmm. Used to be used to hard, be hard. hard. Now, you now you done turn soft. Yeah, never forget. <laughs> nah, man. Macho's one of the greatest of all time, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> he was getting his shit off. I love it. But yeah, uh, no, that see. record's impossible to find. So Yeah, that well, this is getting a re-release, though. So. Yeah. Um, let's see. Zay says, Will, Denver is good, but Anthony Edwards is balling out. That's true. In that game that I just said, uh, Jamal Murray had 40 points. 
didn't Anthony Edwards have like 43? <laughs> but uh, and when um, he says a ball out of his mind on defense and offense, only if Carl Anthony Towns wasn't uh, didn't play like he was scared. Could have been a way better series. Could have, would have, but didn't. Um, well, so <laughs> might have been worked out better for them if if Anthony Edwards showed up in that playing game and they were playing playing Memphis instead of Minnesota. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Lastier says, uh, which female should join BC Gold? Velvet Sky? Velvet Sky? No, not Velvet I was Sky. like, Velvet Sky? No. I know, I know what you're saying. Red <laughs> Velvet or Sky Blue. <laughs> Where'd you get Velvet uh, Sky from? Why she in this? <laughs> uh, females in... Mm, that's a good question. I mean, I've wanted to see... Layla Hirsch in a faction for a while. I think that, like, I always thought she would fit BCC. Yeah. Um, but if you're not going to have a female in that faction, I think she could fit Bullet Club. That'd be kind of dope. I mean, the person that has, like, gunshots in their theme song, Diamante. Diamante. Oh. Diamante yeah. would be a pretty good uh, Bullet Club member. I like that. I don't think give Kiara Hogan a chance, but Diamante. Ah. Yeah. Kiara might be kind of hot in a mm-hmm. Bullet Club, too. I love me some Silva says went to Capital Collision last week. Awesome time. Glad you had fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a dope show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, New Japan's got a, a summer ahead of them, and lots to go down. Let's mm-hmm. see. Mister CJ Lilly says, "Who, in your opinion, has regressed the most from once a main eventer to a lower level in character and in ring?" We talked about it, Mike the Miz. Um, <laughs> I mean, this person shouldn't have. We also talked about this guy, and this person shouldn't have been a main eventer to begin with. But Jinder Mahal is <laughs> somehow worse off for having been WWE champion. Like, worst, yeah, I That's think the biggest at, fall off. Yeah, I think at least beforehand he had the you know the, the all the people were doing the don't hinder the gender. Uh, uh-huh. One day he could be something, and then like they pushed him and he wasn't. And now like I don't think he's any better off for it. I know um, you guys didn't see. Though? Yeah, I don't know about regress. He's probably about the same. I don't think he's gotten worse. He's just like should have never been there. Didn't that match with Braun Breaker like shit the bed though? It's Braun Breaker. He can't. I, I didn't work. see it. No, no. Uh, did you guys? I know you guys didn't see SmackDown, but did you see the I clip thought... of? Uh, oh, you did see SmackDown. The clip yeah. of Braun Strowman throwing Ricochet. Yo, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> no, I haven't seen this. What is this? What was that? I was like, Rick- did he make like did he like throw him too short? Yeah, they're trying to do like a double team move where Braun Strowman brings Ricochet over My and throws them into the uh, the opponents. the opponents, but he instead just slams Ricochet really hard. Ground. It <laughs> looks so weird. It's super yeah, it looks crazy. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to make of this Braun Ricochet tag team. Um, I, I, they've had fun matches together, um, but like them trying to make it an actual thing, I don't know. They're probably gonna that. split them up, yeah, with this uh, draft I, shit. Maybe I, I, I forgot the nickname that Brian called him, but it was awful. They stood on commentary, <laughs> and I was like, please never use that nickname for real. That was Terrible. awful. Um, I, and I kind of, I don't know what they're doing with the Vikings at this point. Like. Don't it seems really like they it. keep trying to push them, but then they're like, ah, maybe not. But then the next week they're like, yeah, let's do it again. Oh, it's is, weird. That's, the, that's the thing with the tag team division when it comes to WWE is that you don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I don't right. think they know what they're doing at this point. Yeah. Um, Are they about to put the belts women. back on the Usos, by the way? Like, they, yeah, is they that happening? They got a tag title match next week, right? It it kind of feels like it's week. happening. They're going to win, you think? 
I kind of feels like it's I happening. Because yeah. that's an all-time WrestleMania ending. That's like, crazy. Go forward on that. I hope not. Um, I, I hope I'm but wrong, be, but it, it feels like it feels like they might before the Saudi show. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Night of Champions. Mm-hmm. I, but may, maybe they're holding it out for a while. Maybe they're not going to do it next week. But I don't I don't think that KO and Sammy should lose for a while. Um, but yeah. Have they, had, you, they, they haven't had no matches with anybody else yet. They just no. Mm-mm. They haven't had a match since WrestleMania. Uh, but who can yeah, Sammy? They have. But I mean, Both as a ta- as a tag team, we're defending the belts. Not true. Not um, six man. Yeah, the they did. Profits the next. Yeah, no, I mean, oh, yeah. Tag- yeah. They've defended the belts since then. They haven't defended the belts though. No, no, no. no they had the, the street. Really was they had the street profits. That's what I was saying. I mean, they haven't defended the belts. Yeah, it's pretty weird in how they're like strapping the rocket to Riddle. It doesn't. Does it feel like the crowd's behind him, or am I just when I watch it? I weird. I feel like they've rewound a lot of stuff back before WrestleMania, and yeah. it feels like nothing, no, nothing for the last few weeks before WrestleMania made made mattered or it happened because, like, they've gone right back to giving Solo a win streak again, and I'm like, but yeah, why? What was the point of Cody beating him then? Yeah, so uh, that was the reason I, put <laughs> I didn't the video. realize that. In the topics list, I put the WWE draft here for the the sole reason that um, it feels like things are kind of in a bit of a holding pattern. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That it's like until they get moving forward on the draft, um, things on the show aren't really progressing in any way. Uh, and what do you guys think is going to be the biggest shocker out of this, if there is one? Is that possible? Uh, I think they're going to split the street profits. I think that. That's the thing they're going to move forward on. They're dropping the hints at it already, which mm-hmm. is interesting because um, anytime you split a team in the draft, in the draft the way it's being done, uh, you run the risk of somebody looking bad at it. And the reason okay. I say that is because every team has the option of being taken as a team. Yes. But but if the, the I guess are they doing the network draft again where it's USA network drafting and Fox drafting? That actually was a good idea. I like that. Um like who do we want for our shows? I think that's a good idea. Uh and but the idea that let's say Fox is like we want to draft Montez Ford. Um well I guess Raw would take him because he's going to stay with Bianca. Uh, mm-hmm. but let's say USA Network is like we want to take Montez Ford. Like as a character Angelo Dawkins should feel a way about that. He should yeah. look up and go, well, well wait. Why, why did, did you, you just... want both of us? Yeah, why did mm-hmm. you just take him? Um, and like, there's places you can go with that. You could even turn him off of that. Uh, but if they're going to split them, like, th- I think those are going to be the shocker moments. I think for the mm-hmm. most part, we'll probably see a lot of women's roster kind of shift about and see... Uh, yeah, a little more balance did. in the rosters because yes, it is very much needed. Um, I think we'll probably see damage control broken up, like little things yeah, along yeah. those lines. Uh, yeah. You put up uh, a, a great point. Uh, I, I just put a will in my head. It'd be funny if they did draft Montez first. You know how after everything is done, they just let people drop randomly wherever, and Dawkins still land on the same pay, um, same show as mm-hmm. Montez. But he's like salty because he didn't actually get picked. He just was yeah. just mm. there and then do the turn. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a really dope idea. I I, mm-hmm. I think that because, yeah, you don't have to draft them to separate brands. But just the idea of uh, 
of Montez being picked first, I think, should set Dawkins off. And I think that's a good way to do that. That'd be interesting. Because yeah. it's like you could have taken us as a team, but you chose to take him first. Why? Right. Uh, and, and, I'm, just, I'm just here because you had no choice. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, now he's salty. Like, that's that's a good story. I like that. Um, because, like, they did that it, when the New Day was split up, uh, where Big E was taken without the other two. Right. And, you know, as as GMs, of course, you could – or I, I suppose if you're, yeah, if you're playing general manager, there's nothing stopping you from taking the entire New Day. You have them. Why wouldn't right. you take them logically? But, you know, if you want to make sure that you're sending a message that, well, we wanted Big E more than we wanted the other two. Right. That's why that's yeah. important. Treat, treating Kofi like the other two is just insane to me. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I, I know. Just, He's a guy who is a WWE I mean, champion. Right. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, it's, never got his title match in. Yeah. Insane. Um, <laughs> I wonder how long, and I, to bring this this topic again because it's become a heated debate on this on this podcast. How long are we going to do this two belts thing? Because <laughs> why are you doing a brand split if you don't have two brands? If there's no brand split, why are you doing a draft? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing a draft? I, if, I, I, yeah, I think that's the craziest part right now. Is it doesn't feel like like I'm like what could be a surprise when nothing feels like anything yeah. is split. Everybody's so, on any show they want to be on. Yeah. If if you well, don't have to, if you don't have two sets of tag titles, you don't have two sets of world titles. What is the importance of this draft? Yeah. Well, speaking of drafts, um, on the other side of that, as the the rumor has it, uh, there's rumors that AEW and the Saturday show launching in June, uh, Collision, <laughs> will also be a split roster. That they will have two rosters going both ways. Another um, draft, an AEW draft. Will they do the <laughs> same thing? Will they do, do they need two sets of championships to do that? Or will they have floating champs? Um, and my question is, is are they going to say anything out loud about this or is it just going to be like kind of implied like, oh, CM Punk's over there and these other people are over there. Are they going to be like Saturday is the CM Punk show? <laughs> uh, I think it's going to probably be pretty hard established who's on what show Yeah, uh, is my line of thinking. I mean, look, they're reportedly going to run the United Center for the first episode mm-hmm. of uh, of Collision. Um, I don't know if it's the first, but it's definitely going to be the the Punk Return show. They really want it hammered in that this show matters and that this is going to feature CM Punk. Um, so I'm tired of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be an actual hard split. But man, don't gloss over my question. I asked a question. <laughs> I asked a question. What what is the point of this draft? If there are not two sets of titles, where if there is no brand split, what is the point of the draft? I don't think there is a point. It's wrong. Um, I don't know because like when WWE first started the brand split, they didn't have two sets of championships, so that's not necessarily like a prerequisite of having. But a brand it was split. still a hard. It was still a hard brand split. Yes, it's not as hard for yeah. brand split. The championships just so, floating, right? And right, because so yeah, I'm, it was the champ could float. It was the the women's champ could float. The world champion could float, and then everything else kind of stayed where it was. Um, they're going to need some kind of hook, like you said. Well, they're either going to need to do the Fox and the USA thing, or they're going to have to have some heads of SmackDown and Raw, because just yeah. willy-nilly being like, this person's over here and this person's over here is not going to be enough. And then the next week, you're going to have anybody on any yeah, show anyway, I mean, so what, what does it matter? I, I guess the reason I say that is, 
what is the what is the benefit of being a raw guy right if the top of that is just being united states champion for right. example what yeah. is the purpose of being a raw tag team if you have no tag teams to challenge for right what's the benefit of that there isn't seems um, silly to want to go to raw at that point speaking of which uh you know i have felt like like i still think they're doing really well by uh by gunther and i heard that the title match between gunther and uh woods was really good it was, it was excellent it was, it was yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. i've heard really good things yeah and like um because that was kind of one of hunter's strengths uh, so far as a booker is that he's really helped elevate the the mid-card titles but that said um I'm not feeling it from the United States title as of late. Mm -mm. And, uh, and maybe it's just something's off about theory recently. Like, I feel like he was on a roll when he came uh, after cashing in the money in the bank and really giving that character refresher and he won the yep. United States title. Um, but something has felt off recently. Honestly, after that Cena promo, it hasn't really... Like, he beat like Cena, Cena at WrestleMania, but C that Cena promo you, put you him You feel down. like Cena cooked him and he's just yeah. well done now? I don't know if it's well done, but it's going to, like, <laughs> he has more mountains to climb. Like, like, like you were saying, he was in a good position, and then that promo happened, and I was like, yeah, maybe I he isn't cool. the guy that we I, say he is. I, I have a hot take. Um, the WrestleMania match was not bad because of Austin Theory. No, I don't think so. No, either. I never said. No, I remember. I when I said that was take. the worst match, I, don't, I didn't say it was because that, of Theory. That, it, it wasn't his fault that that match was a dud. And yeah, I, I think, agree. I think the accolade. Cena didn't of, do him no favors. <laughs> yeah, I think the accolade of being U.S. champion and defending the U.S. championship against Cena at WrestleMania would mean more if they had actually done anything interesting with him after WrestleMania, and they haven't. They haven't mm -hmm. given him any promo to gloat about it. They haven't done anything with it. It's the same thing with the Seth stuff. Seth got a big win at the pay-per-view, and he has done nothing to talk about it. That, right. the, the, the thing you should have done the night after WrestleMania is he should have came out and he said, I beat Logan Paul. Enough of that. I got rid of the influencer guy. I am old a WWE title shot. Mm -hmm. I did not lose. I was never pinned. I want to be champion. That's where you should go, and that's the perfect. That's the, that's a perfect summation of everything they've done with other guys since WrestleMania. Austin Theory's in the same spot. We've never got him at any point coming out and going. I told you guys, I'm the him. now. I'm the guy. I beat him. That mm -hmm. never happened, so it doesn't feel like anything happened again. It feels like a lot of stuff for the last few weeks just doesn't matter. They has just glossed over it. Has Rollins, Rollins talked since? Uh, no, he hasn't no. said nothing. No, he, 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 he came out there to cut the promo and they cut his time and they cut straight to him just doing the theme song stuff and went it back. He, they, they put the vignette stuff on the TV next week. He wasn't even there. Well, I don't know if he wasn't backstage, but he wasn't on TV. And then they went straight to the mismatch. He hasn't said anything since WrestleMania. And that's why I'm saying his whole thing should be, hey, man, oh, y'all thought Cody was going to win? Hmm. Sorry that didn't happen for you. By the way, I'm owed a title shot. I technically... Cody technically did not beat me in the Royal Rumble. Logan Paul got in the way and kicked me out of that match. I was about to win the Elimination Chamber match. Logan Paul got in the way again. Give me what I'm owed. Mm -hmm. And then he gets a title shot at Night of Champions where Roman beats him and then celebrates with the thousand. Dun, dun. Oh, that's not a song anymore. But I mean, mm -hmm. even, even if he gets the title shot mm -hmm. and loses, progress forward. Do something, something. with these characters. Yeah. Like, don't just, don't just have mm -hmm. stuff at WrestleMania. Like, I think the craziest thing to come out of WrestleMania is Logan Paul lost that match, but what did we get in the last few weeks? Logan Paul re-signed. Great celebration. Hey, they mm -hmm. might put him in the title picture. What about the guy that just beat him? Mm -hmm. 
Right. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of crazy, is it not? Yeah. It is. I mean, it's, it's the same thing. It's wild that he Cena. hasn't had a promo since then. That's super crazy to me. It, it's the same thing with Cena. Hey, Cena cooked this guy in this promo. All right, but I beat him. Mm-hmm. And the crazy no, but we're still talking they, about the cook. I think they announced that what, uh, Theory's fighting us. Uh, He's oh, fighting Bobby, match. yeah, triple threat match. Bobby Lashley versus I don't know who the third person is. Bronson Reed, Bronson. No, Bronson was yeah. it Bronson Reed? Oh, it's I Bronson it Reed. Okay, yeah. but this is like why? Why are we doing this again? First of all, I don't even like Bobby in this picture for no. the U.S. Mm-hmm. title. I don't like he belongs in the world title picture. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, these guys <laughs> belong in the world title picture. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, what's funny. Mm-hmm. I asked Phil this earlier. I'm like, yo, Romans like have limited time on TV. What is he doing with this time? Like, he's not shooting a movie or nothing. So why he's not wrestling or being on TV? Just on vacation. Why, why does he have both those titles? Like, <laughs> doesn't make sense. None of it I, makes sense. Again, <laughs> if 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 you wanted my great booking out of this, I would have I would have had Rollins come out and say this and go, "Look, you never beat me. I want to be the guy to bring the Universal Title back to Raw. Mm-hmm. I one of my greatest failures of my career is losing that title to Bray and having him take it away." I want to be the man to bring that title back to Raw. And Cody has always already made the point of the WWE title is important to him. That's your storyline moving forward. Right. Mm-hmm. How easy is that? But again, you cannot have Roman lose and still be champion. That's the worst option. Roman's got to lose them. You don't have Roman to have him. You don't have to you don't have to do it that way. But hey, that's why you have a room full of writers to do creative things. Yeah. yeah. It's just any scenario that results in Roman crazy. losing but still being a champion is no good so how do you and split the titles you got to split him after he loses them. you can't have him lose and still be champ i i don't like do the idea of, i don't like the idea of a new champion inheriting the the booking decision of holding both titles because at some point you got to split those titles and you're now putting that loss on a new champion instead of a guy that should have never had both those titles to begin with yeah, but either way, I mean, like I said, the idea, though, is that now Roman has been undefeated for three years. He's been WWE champion for a year. He's been U- I, universal champion for three years. Like, he, it, all three of those have to come crashing down at one time. It can't I, be. I, I think we need to wrap our heads around this, and I've been thinking about this since WrestleMania. There is no satisfying way for him to lose both those titles and split at this those point. titles. And it's not, it's not going to work. It mm. was a bad decision. It hasn't worked. There is no satisfying way to do it. Nobody's going to be satisfied what happens after this. There, it, there isn't. And I've been saying that for a while. The last satisfying thing was at WrestleMania, and we can't get that back. I got it. I got yeah, it. We've, we've had this debate for ages. Mm-hmm. I still am of the belief that Roman having both belts is still better than being one champion. And because uh, I, I still don't like the idea of having a champion on the, the show and telling the fans, yes, but he's not as good as Roman. I think if you're going to tell people that you have somebody who's the best, then they should have the championship period. There shouldn't be another champion. I, I think the, the, the place that the conversation always breaks down between the two of us when we have this conversation is that it hasn't worked. And I, I think the thing is, even if you feel that way, um, can you at least admit that Roman having both those titles has not been good? It has not benefited both both shows. Oh, the only that because I the place where I disagree is that I think it's better than it was before. I think it's better than having has Roman, has it benefited Raw? I think it's better than having Roman on TV, uh, having Roman as Universal Champion. Big E is. <laughs> you know, 
but but I'm, I'm saying that's but, so, but Big I, but E still, was WWE champion, but, but they were but telling still, us my, my question Roman is better you, though, than has, Big E. Has, has it benefited Raw? Do you think it's benefited Raw? In the sense that Raw has no prize to fight over, no. In the sense that that's all I've Raw, been hold on. In the sense that Raw has the biggest star in the company as its top champion, yes. I think that I would rather see Roman on TV. How often is some, he on Raw? I would see, but still, I would rather have Roman on Raw occasionally than a champion we're pretending is as good as Roman. Like, period. Okay. I don't, I don't so if that's like. The case, honestly, if that's the case, then it should just be one title. And then yeah, and that's what I believe, is that it should be one but title. But even if you believe that, that's why I'm saying, I'm talking about the circumstances we're in right now. And right. that's why I'm saying, if regardless of do you think it should be one champion, I think it's easy to have a conversation of how this reign has gone for the past year from WrestleMania last year to this year. And I think in a year, this has absolutely not been to the benefit of Raw. It's hurt Raw. It has. And I know you don't want to admit that, but it has. <laughs> it is. It is actively hurt Rollins. It is actively hurt Bobby Lashley. It yeah. has. <laughs> It's, it's the, right. it's like, that's the thing like those people on Raw right now like the Bobby Lashley's and the Seth Rollins they have nothing to fight for so now you've diminished their character on Raw and Smackdown to the point where they have to fight for the US title which is a mid title when they don't belong to be in that picture that was the point I was making with the triple threat mm-hmm. Bronson Reed versus Austin Theory fine that's cool let it rock <laughs> but why is Bobby Lashley in that why does Seth Rollins have to go back to that like it doesn't make any sense like Smackdown has a legitimate mid card in terms of hiding for the IC title your top stars are on Raw and have nothing to fight for. Nothing. And look, look, I, I could agree with your point that it should be one champion. But if that means we never got Big E as champion or we never got Kofi as champion, I would take two titles every time because I would still want to see those things happen. Even if you tell me in that year that, oh, Roman was still put as the guy that was over Big E, we still got Big E as champion. And even if you tell me they cared about Rollins more as champion than, than Kofi, no, I still enjoy Kofi as champion. But, like David said, but, two but again, I still feel like Big E as champion, to me, felt like Big E as champion. And of because course. it was like Big E won the title, but then like one of the first things they decided to do was they did that match on Raw where they did New Day versus the Bloodline. <laughs> Bloodline wins. And then yeah. they were like, in the main event, we're going to do a triple threat match. We even have an out because one of these guys isn't Roman, and Roman still won. Remember they did that triple threat? Bro, Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley nah. versus Big E. No, nah, they can't erase have... who we were, Will. They can't, they can't erase what we were, Will. We ain't about to just erase Big E's <laughs> no, accomplishments like this. He was, he was the ambassador for this company, man. This is how we get both titles off of Roman. We take it back to Undertaker Kane days. It was split pinfall. <laughs> On Austin, <laughs> and boom, we got two champions. Come on. <laughs> but they both have to pin Roman. I'm fine with that as long as <laughs> people have, pin Roman. As long as Roman again. loses, like he has, <laughs> it has to be a scenario where he walks out with nothing. He I doesn't want him to lose the belt so we can stop having this fucking. Debate. I know. I'm done. I'm done with this conversation. <laughs> like God. Um, but anyway, uh, Orion Ben six 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 says, uh, "Blue, hit up Alicia Fox." Uh, time to get her some merch. Yo, That's a good idea. I got a contact to Alicia Fox. Let me know. Fox, Fox, <laughs> they, 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 they Fox Trotters are ready, man. Fox Trotters been ready. Straight you know what I'm saying? They've like, they said her way quietly. And nobody even knew that, you know, she was even on the roster no more. Mm-hmm. Right? They didn't She'd do be good for a podcast. One of them, uh... yeah. Okay, let's keep moving on. Caden says, uh, Omos versus Rollins. Sign me up. Or sign me the fuck up. Omos Sapiens Unite. 
Um, the thing I don't like about this, real quick, is that I I don't want this to be seen as all right. Omos is bad, and, and we don't want to see Omos. Yeah, no, it, no. It's it's not bad that Rollins is wrestling Omos. Mm-hmm. It's bad that they have not done anything with Rollins of note since WrestleMania. There is no story to this match. It just feels like hey, we need Rollins, something for Rollins to do. Hey, what's Omos doing? All right, here's the match. Like mm-hmm. yeah. Do something else, man. Like, yeah. do something better than that, man. Same thing that happened with Amos and uh, and Brock. It wasn't that Omas is bad. It's just like it's out of nowhere for nothing. Like, yeah. put some meaning to it. Johnny says right now, TNT title or international title? International, international title. title. Yeah. Yeah. O- OC cooking out here, man. Yeah. Dream Ninja seventy seven says, Nah, hater don't need to drop the title. She's killing it right now. Give us hater versus Mercedes at Wembley. Let's fucking go. Um, again. That's more forbidden door, I think. Uh, I think as far as Wembley is concerned, granted, while Mercedes is the biggest female star you could possibly book, and if you get her, book her for sure. Um, I think that forbid. I think all in in Wembley has to focus on the AEW roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think the other problem with that is when you bring Mercedes in, um, she's going to get a bigger pop than than Hater. Yeah, and I think you should let Hater get that moment in her hometown. Yeah. And so I, I think if anybody, you should do like Mercedes versus Soraya. I think that makes more sense for that card. Mm-hmm. Um, and Soraya says she's wanted that match. There's a lot of history and story to that match. Um, yep. If you want to do like a marquee match like that, do that there. And now I got a Phil, since we talked about it on Ask Rhapsody, I kind of have Athena maybe could be making her way to wrestle Hater at some point because like, they got a built-in star there too, you know. There's a lot that could happen I, over here. I would like to see it. I mean, I think people have kind of glossed over Athena as the person to beat Jade as well, because I think there's a story to her going away to Ring of Honor and becoming more ruthless and learning lessons that she didn't know before she got there and coming back for that title. Yeah, yeah. She did pretty so, well this past week on, on Ring of Honor too. She very MVP I, every week. Brand. Every week somebody's coming out. And there's always a story about how damn Athena's doing great. Oh, no, that's dope. Sorry, I got a cool uh <laughs> I got a cool story and that's I feel good. Um anyway, <laughs> the the solo sapien says, uh what's good fellas? A few weeks ago y'all mentioned missing rankings in AEW and I agree. Oh, wait, you talked about that one already. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. I just I just uh there's balance here cuz I saw somebody say all matches don't need stories. Pay-per-view matches yeah, should have a story because that's the they purpose should. of your weekly programming is to build to the pay-per-view. And no, mm-hmm. not all pay-per-view matches need a story. But don't tell me that since WrestleMania, you could not have built anything for Rollins to tell a story to Backlash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think uh, to steal a point from my dude, Garrett Kidney, it's not stories that you're looking for because uh, not all matches need stories. That is correct. But matches should have stakes. Yeah. Right. That's what Mm -hmm. you're looking for. That's what you're Mm -hmm. after. That there should be something to gain from winning this particular match. You're right. Not every match needs a story. But every match should have something. There should be some benefit to winning. Right. And paper, I mean, just like Phil Sam, pay per view is way different than a random This, this isn't just a TV down. match, man. Yeah. Like, if, and if, 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 if you want people to, the, the old ways of wrestling being, if you're trying to sell a, sell a pay per view, what is the build to this match? What are you selling people on for this mm-hmm. match? And that's the problem. <laughs> we're not paying for pay-per-views no more. So you're not paying for pay-per-views is, if you give you anything. 
But mm. even still, even talking pay-per-views, not every pay-per-view match needs a story. I can agree with that. But every pay-per-view match should have stakes, whether the stake is ending a story or whether the stake is winning a championship or whether the stake is advancing in your division. There should right. be something. If the match simply exists, that's there's no stakes to that at all. And that's what people are after. I feel like whenever people say, where's the story? Don't ask that question. Instead, ask the question, what are the stakes? What's gained from winning this match? What's the story? That's that's what I want people asking. No more what's the story. Ask what are the stakes? Because I think that is what advances professional wrestling. Stakes is high. You know the stakes is high. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Orion Ben 666 says, hi, Grapsity. This is coming off of one of Seahawks NGLs. Oh, How oh, do God. you... How do you view the face of a company? I brought up Bianca could be considered the face of WWE with all the publicity she does. Uh, had a dude say, no, Roman has the belt. He's the only face. What say you? The company determines what the face of a company is. Mm-hmm. Um, the company determines, and Roman is absolutely face of the company. He's the yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. Nobody uh, else. I, I mean, I, I, she's I, a good ambassador for sure. I think yeah. she's totally. a good brand ambassador. I think probably one of the best women's brand ambassadors they've ever had. But mm-hmm. the company determines who the face of the company is, and it's Roman Reigns. Easy. Yeah. It's, it's Roman Reigns by far. And not just because um, he had the title. It's just the way he's presented. The, the if he way wasn't. The, yeah. The, the, entire, the entirety of the shows on Friday are built around him if he's there and if he's not there. That's why he's the face yes. of the company. Boom. And it's like Poochie. It's like uh, when Roman's not on screen, people should be asking, where's Roman? Where's Roman? <laughs> uh, let's see. Dan Cox says, uh, with Punk News leaking early, do you see a scenario where they move his return up? Uh, instead of doing the predictable Chicago pop again, say yeah. have him disguised as a reporter at the <laughs> Double or Nothing press conference and demanding his spot back. AEW tends to play it safe. Um, no, I think that they want to sell tickets to the United Center. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, not only do they want to fix it, not only do they want to sell tickets to the to the United Center, but uh, the situation at hand is a situation where they need to play it safe. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, they they can't just plop this guy onto a, a random no. dynamite at this point. That's just not the scenario we're in right now. Um, mm-hmm. So no, this has I, to be I don't see that happening. As, this has to be treated at this stage as the biggest thing imaginable. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I do wonder though, if you're doing that show at United Center, does that kind of debunk the report that they're gonna book all out at the United Center? Nope, it's both. Hmm. Interesting. It is. I mean, because what the first time they did, it was the same thing. What it was a few weeks before Chicago, anyways, right? It was about a month before, right? Because it's July. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. We got a this one here. This one's from Kels. It says, uh, "Make Wednesday night PWG slash Reseda Cali style wrestling, and Saturday is for NWA WCW presentation. All different announcers, maybe Moro or Golden Boy." For both shows am i crazy um and says tyler black have the same effect for AEW that cody has for wwe metrics hmm. hmm i don't know um i mean it's a good idea though as far as the wednesday night uh because we're definitely going to see the wednesdays be more influenced by i won't say like the pwg style because i think blackpool combat club probably remains on wednesdays uh, but we'll see what Saturdays ends up being. Um, 
because there's a lot of guys in the the waiting. I can see Saturdays being the place to bring back like a Miro, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, yeah. a lot of guys who you've got the time and space for and using kind of the Saturday show to establish them and do things with them there. I mean, Punk talked about wanting to do something with that Miro guy at, at Royal Rumble on Art of Wrestling Podcast. So, yep. so yeah. do we end up eventually <laughs> getting like AEW Bucks versus AEW Punk or something? Because <laughs> <laughs> this is looking very wild that we got to split Wednesdays and Saturdays like this and these guys go here and these guys go there. I don't know how you gotta have somebody work. like you gotta let it migrate somehow. You gotta. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. Mm-hmm. A lot of segregation. I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got segregation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jason sent a few, so I'm gonna read them all back to back to back. Jason says, uh, "Grab City." So I'm rewatching all in 2018, and I wonder what Will and Reg think uh, should be the potential card. Um, I read Phil's great article already, but Phil, are there uh, matches you didn't already post about that you could think would possibly happen? Yeah, great article for real, though, Phil. That was some good shit there. Phil's Phil's up there as far as the top writers in the biz. I'm saying, not just saying that because he's my friend. I'm saying that because when he writes, people talk and uh, And debate and all that. Yeah, so appreciate that. Um, I don't know if it's a match that I left off. I was trying to figure out a way. I don't know. Um, there, there was an idea I had, but I couldn't quite get it to work. <laughs> um, I, mean, look, I, I feel like All In to me is the place to do Kenny and MJF. I think that uh, that's what I want to see at that show. Mm-hmm. Kenny and MJF yeah, um, is your main event? I think if, if you have the biggest stadium possible for AEW, who is your biggest baby face at the moment? Mm-hmm. And to me, that I think, as far as singles matches is concerned, is Kenny Omega. I think Ken uh, should be in the main event too. Yeah. You, and then so I'm you, thinking, you, do you think Kenny Omega versus MJF is a bigger match than Kenny Omega versus CM Punk? I mean, and this, no, um, I don't it's think not, so. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not. not yeah. But I think that right now, in terms of the biggest story you could tell of the longest reigning AEW champion, Kenny Omega versus. Uh, I mean, you could even tell the story of him not wanting to let MJF get close to his date, right? Like, that's his, I'm protecting my legacy, protecting my record. Um, I'm the longest reigning AEW world champion, and MJF cannot get close to that. And MJF goes over. I mean, yeah, probably. Or yeah. or not. Why not? I don't Because I'm thinking of the, if the, if All Out is right behind it, like, then what happens at All Out? Yeah, but this is why I booked it the way I did. In the, mm-hmm. in the article, I said that you should do the Kenny and CM Punk match on that card and make it a number one contenders match for All Out because it's the week afterwards. Mm. And I would have Punk cheat to win. Not because I think Kenny should lose, but because I think you could delay the Kenny match until winter is coming where Kenny won. And the whole purpose of it, it could be Kenny is, I want to win this to take it to Russell Kingdom. And it's closer <laughs> to the date. I feel like it makes more sense at where it's coming. See, the problem is Kenny's record would be up at full. Because, see, Kenny didn't make it to a full year, right? Kenny made it from winter is coming. He won it at winter is coming. He lost it at full gear. So he didn't quite mm. get the full year. If MJF makes it past full gear this year, the, he hits the year. Mm. Um, and so I feel like whatever you do, it has to be before you reach Kenny's record. I want to mm. see Kenny's record on the line with that. Interesting. 
don't know. I just feel like him wanting to wanting to take that belt to New Japan is the bigger story, especially after him killing it at Wrestle Kingdom this year. And the idea of him being the one that stands in the way of MJF leaving 2023 with that belt, with the bidding war stuff in 2024, I think he is the biggest obstacle to that. Yeah. Okay, so if Punk's not wrestling Kenny, who does he wrestle? If he doesn't wrestle Kenny or MJF, who does he wrestle on this big show? Who, Punk? Yeah. Is he on the show? I mean, if, if you're well, bringing him back by June yeah, and, and you're trying to sell tickets to Wembley, you're going to come on. You gotta, he has to be on this show. And this is I the mean, first look, time if you're doing you a pay per view. If you're doing a pay show international, look, yeah, if you're doing a pay per view at United Center literally one week later, um, is that how they're going to. Nah, you're talking crazy. You're talking crazy. You absolutely. If you guys see him, he has to be in Wembley. Has to. This is the first time some fans over there will see AEW. And the yes. and the draw of of doing AEW with Punk back, no, he has to be. Well, on by that point, by Cost that him. point, there will be split rosters. Are they going to successfully sell the idea of you get this roster for this big show at Wembley, and then you get this roster for the big well, show? All hands on deck, big dog. Everybody. Well, if, if, I know, I know. If, uh, this is me <laughs> talking in a world where the Bucks don't want to work with Punk. Like this is. Yeah, but still, punk if if punk. the size versus <laughs> Wednesday versus Saturday, who runs who runs AEW? Let's go. Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying that if you live in in London, for example, yeah, you feel pretty horrible if AEW comes here after all of this debacle with Punk and he's not on that card in Wembley. That'd be crazy. And not just that, you're trying mm -hmm. to sell tickets to that Wembley show. No, I Punk's got to be on it. More show. important. Wait, 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 hold on. Let me think about this. Oh, duh. Guys, Wembley is the first show after Punk's return. It would be Jericho. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> In other news, real quick, the Brooklyn Nets about to get swept by the Sixes. 9480 with 15 yeah, seconds left. Yep. Hey, the first the sweep. Nets of... are out, huh? Yeah. Damn. And meanwhile, Durant's they... still in. They snuck in there. I, I saw New York New York Knicks fans doing it. Don't you wish you were a New York Nick? Nah, I think he's good with that. <laughs> I think he's okay. Nah, bro. Run it. All right. Jason also sent up two follow-up questions. Says, um, uh, this one is, also, I just started watching Impact again and already come to the conclusion we need Gresham back in ROH and out of there. LOL. What do you guys think? I, no, he's been having good matches there. Um, I, I've really enjoyed the Kushida match. I think he's had great matches with Speedball. Um, I think he's fine there for now. Mm -hmm. Um, I do eventually want to see him go back to ROH. Yeah, um, same shit. Not because I think what he's doing there is bad, but that's where he wanted to be. He always his spoke home. so highly of Ring of Honor. I, it just don't feel right without him. His um, Ring of Honor. His home is Ring of Honor. It's yeah, I, great. He's doing great work in Impact, but like he's a Ring of Honor guy. I, yeah, I, I just hated the way his time with Ring of Honor ended as well. Um, mm -hmm. I, but I don't. I don't mind him being there. Um, yeah. I mean, him and Speedball have things, been doing some amazing yeah. things over there. You can't take that away. Uh, and finally, yeah, Jason. There are things asked I don't enjoy about Impact. Um, he also says, and ROH question Do you see anyone at all being built up as the next challenger for Claudio? If Eddie is going to be off for a while, I wonder if they possibly go with Hangman. I mean, he hasn't been on this version of ROH, but he no. is a viable champ. Now, Hangman's <laughs> got to stay. He's got to stay AEW. Um, yeah. And that's uh, like there was a. 
there's a story to the fact that he won the AEW title built up the way he did. Yeah. Um, I don't think he goes there. I think it's no. got to be somebody built in the ROH. Uh, Listen, lexicon. I think this is, if they worked out a deal with Impact, that's the only way you could introduce Gresham back a little bit. Um, uh, the next challenger for Claudio. Hmm, I don't know. Legit, they haven't really. Nobody's even kind of set up to go there, so they got some work to do in these next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping they start doing it with these with the tapings next week of like, yeah. you know, now that they can do a show that's more focused on Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when's the next? Uh, when is Death Before Dishonor? That's usually they, in the July, right? Yeah, that's usually yeah, in so about July. We got, we got, a, we got we some got time. Got some time. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We've got another one from. Uh, so it's 52 mil that's real or that's just a rumor 52 mil for this tv show is that just a number are they just throwing these numbers out or that's a that's a guess Um, that's just a guess okay yeah i've heard some stuff but uh that is really just a guess based on what discovery has paid for shows before kind of like what happens in the past okay okay that makes sense like um, why do people keep saying this number what is this number (laughs) andy nimity had a tweet that i thought was kind of funny where he said uh there's all these headlines and discussion literally off of somebody doing math because that's all <laughs> Meltzer did here. Um, Listen, man, I, I know that some people don't like Andy, but sometimes you think he's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. And, and Amy's great. Like I, yeah. I like Amy a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny says, "Who wins tonight, Javante Davis or Ryan Garcia?" Tank should take that, but you know. Yeah. Yes, boy. Also says, "Gentlemen, who we got, Garcia or Tank?" I'm going with Tank. Yeah, I gotta go with Tank. Garcia, uh, he don't, he don't, he looks like he wants it, but he don't really look like he wants it. It's gonna uh, be tough. Meet Normus says the TNT title picture can be the most meat slapping division. International title could serve as the cruiserweight title. Uh, Hobbs deserved more, but I'll let it play out. Yeah, I don't um, think the international title is. Uh, or Orange Cassidy is showing that it's way more. I think it's more a workhorse the, title than a cruiserweight yeah. title. I think. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If man, speaking of cruiserweights, if if he's still champion by All In, give OJ Mo that title match. Mm. That's the one. Michael mm-hmm. Oku versus Orange Cassidy for the international title. That would bang. Uh, Mr. CJ Lilly says the TNT seems to be AEW's US title where it's hot potatoed more, and the international is their IC title, uh, the worker title with longer reigns. There's only been one international champion technically, and that's Orange Cassidy because. They are two different lineages. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> yeah. How are we getting from, pack on this card, by the way, for all in? They got to get packed. He's on the poster. So the, the you'll we'll figure it out. Mm. Uh, Alan says, so who's next for Wardlow? Luchasaurus plus Christian? That's what it seemed they were establishing on Dynamite this week. Uh, Derek Gordon says, people don't want hot potato reigns, but complain when they know the champion isn't losing, so like MJF Jade. <laughs> they do. Um, hey, there's, it's not a. It's not a binary issue there in the sense that there's an in-between. Um, there is an in-between. There is an in-between between hot potatoing and having titles for a year. Like, I think you can uh, do something. There's nuance there, pretty much, is how I see that. Uh, let's see. We got Alan says, I was in Milwaukee for AEW. The Darby MJF Sting promo was fire. Um, glad you had a good time in Milwaukee uh let's see jake says jimmy butler was right about cat he ain't him 
uh, Carl Anthony Towns is this. Um, Listen, Jimmy Butler was right about every situation he was in, by the way. He was right. He was right about Chicago. He was right about Philadelphia. He was right about Minnesota. He was always right. Uh, Shane Monster says, stardom really slipped not putting more effort to ease Western audiences to view Queendom. I've dealt with it before, but I can't imagine Sasha fans trying to buy this event to watch and going WTF. What time does um, it start tonight? I don't. I know uh, my West Coast time is 11 p.m. Um, it's like 3 o'clock for me. Yeah, yeah, it's like two. two <laughs> it's all going to um, be record-setting events for stardom, though, and I think yeah. that that's the stuff that they're the happiest with. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know why you would say that they've dropped the ball. I think that they've gone out of their way to promote Mercedes as much as possible. They put Mercedes on on front of everything. Every time she does press conferences, they clip it right away and put it online. Yep. Um, I think we've seen like we've seen every single confrontation with Mayu. Yep online as soon as it happens so i don't i don't know if i would say they dropped the ball i don't i don't know how how much better they could have promoted it mm -hmm. it always feels like when these big japanese events happen american fans are like we need to be catered to more but it's like i mean well, you don't you gotta kind of uh, adjust to, gotta, to their shit you gotta understand though that japanese wrestling is a niche inside of a niche it like, is you're not it's not it's only so much they can do to promote to american audiences and get mm -hmm. people to watch because some people are just not going to watch that's just yep. the fact of the matter uh shucky ducky says roman gonna drop him okay. angle benoit and jericho's uh, wrestlemania style no he's not <laughs> uh, right, the, the thing that i fear because i've seen it going around now is rollins is getting hot enough that they're going to do the triple threat match and i'm like please don't because i just fear that they're going to have cody pin him and that's yep. going to be how he wins the title. I mm -hmm. don't want to see again that 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 yeah. that's bad because again Roman, Roman needs to get pinned. He needs to get pinned mm -hmm. and lose both titles. That has to be how All it right. goes. Caden uh, says Vikingo Commander cooked last night. Worth the five hour drive to Atlanta. Um, where do you guys or where do y'all think Vikingo ends up a year from now? Would love to see him versus Ray. If that's not inside of WWE. <laughs> I mean, you want to see that in WWE, you wildin', Kanan. I uh, see. I thought you were gonna say, "Yeah, Ray Phoenix." Yeah, um, <laughs> please, thank you. <laughs> Straight nah, I mean, I look. I want to see everybody succeed, and I think that. Um, but if he signed with WWE, that's a good thing. I think that uh, Vikingo is a good-looking dude who's very marketable, and it could be a good thing. But uh, I want to see him work where he works. Look, man, trying to beat them allegations. Look, we were talking about this before the show. And so, of course, this was an episode of Dynamite this week that I've, I said that I didn't like, right? Uh, and, of course, the next day I wake up, I have no voice. And uh, I have, of course, the trolls coming at me going, oh, of course, on the one time AEW don't have a good episode, all of a sudden Will, Will can't talk in yet. He fakes sick so he doesn't uh, sorry, have to talk bad about AEW. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like, faking sick, by the way, now for four days because I'm still, you could still hear I'm not 100%, but I'm I'm getting there. It's not but, better than yeah. what was in the, in the back room. It's oh, sounded yeah. better than what we started. Yeah. 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 Definitely. So, uh, I'm working just on it. just needed to talk. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, Eloquent says Mercedes teasing a match against Julia. Crazy. Mm -hmm. We want it. Um, want it. Okay. Of course, that's I, the one. That's yeah. I man, I think they've done a great job of 
making us feel like Mercedes could lose tonight because mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, if she does lose, it's not a terrible thing. It doesn't mean she's done with stardom because that frees her up to challenge for one of the other big belts. And <laughs> Julia is the obvious uh, option for the next opponent. Um, poor Tam. Like, this is the second time where people have just, like, just jumped over Tam. and like, oh, well, well Tam's going to lose. And so it's just we want her to have this opponent. It's like, damn, Tam is dope, though, man. <laughs> David Reed says, Christian only feuds with people whose parents died. <laughs> wow. That's wow. <laughs> yeah. He is going to cut that promo on, on Wardlow, mm-hmm. isn't he? Yep. You relax, man. Uh, wow. And we got one last one from uh, this one's from King J. It's sorry, I'm trying to get the whole thing in here. Let's make sure we. Jay White trying to get his shit off. He's like, I heard y'all talking shit about me. Let me get, give me a little super chat <laughs> in before the show's over. Uh, this one from King Jay says, uh, "The business was exposed to me on the Tuesday after the Montreal Screw Drop when I read the Wrestling Observer mm. for the first time. My uncle Xeroxed a copy from a coworker. Xerox. You, know, you know how old somebody is when they say Xerox. Straight uh, up, a copy from a coworker. Our minds were blown at the shenanigans at hand. Thank you, King Jay." For this humper chat. Quick question: Have you noticed that uh, New Japan been playing, um, been retweeting a lot of uh, AEW stuff lately? Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, in a partnership. Yeah, they're in a partnership. So, mm. they, um, I mean, and what about because I've been off Twitter a little bit too long? For that, now that's a good thing. That's welcome, not a bad yeah. thing. Luke. Welcome back around here, man. They're they're, mm-hmm. they're trying to get uh people interested in uh, Forbidden Door and getting people yep. interested right. in like that's yeah, coming up here could, real soon. It's still weird to see AEW stuff pop up on New Japan World, like and with like the Japanese commentary. It's mm-hmm. it, it's still weird to me every time I see it. Shingo on commentary, super yeah. weird. <laughs> so blue, um, kind of give the world, uh, a, I guess, let them know where to find you. Let them know, uh, kind of where to see more, where to hear from you more, and what's next for you. Uh, definitely. If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at Blue Magic Grind. Uh, also, follow at For You Aware, F O R U R W E A R. I'm going to continue working with more wrestlers, podcasters, promotions to try to get more merchandise inside the store. Um, we're planning to expand some more for the summertime. Um, more merch coming out in the summertime. Like I said, today we announced that we uh, signed the Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer everywhere else, but where she should be a Hall of Famer at in WWE. Big facts. Straight up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's Hall mm-hmm. of Famer at like four different places, but WWE. Uh, yeah. Jazz. So make sure you check out her story today. Right after this, um, I'll make the story live. Uh, just follow me on Twitter. Uh, that's where I'll be at for the most part. And then, again, me and Jenna are talking about bringing the Mixed Tag Show back this summer. So look out for that. And that's about it. I'm just be focusing on those things for now. Love it. And again, first of all, thank you guys for having me. Like you said, I've always been a supporter of you guys. I love the idea when you guys came together. And I realized, like, recently, I was like, oh, that's the show I called in at when you was at RBR. You had Phil on, and we talked about going to uh, the show in Queens. And I was like, oh, it, it clicked on me. I don't know why. It was just randomly clicked in my head. Like, yeah, that's the show I called in on mm-hmm. um, recently. But, you know, but yeah, definitely thank you guys. I always enjoy everything you guys do. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, thank you too, man. Your success is really dope, man. Super mm-hmm. dope seeing your them hoodies all over the world. It's just like an amazing thing, man. Yeah. Shout out to you. Hopefully, I can do something exclusive with you guys too. Maybe yeah. Work something out. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Aha. Uh-huh. Folks, <laughs> this has been another edition of Grapsity. Thanks for being here. 
For Philip Lindsay, for Righteous Reg, I'm Will Washington. We'll see you next time. Have a great day. Peace.